All right. So before before we like get into it, uh, for anyone that dares complain about Stephen's audio quality, should realize that this is actually pretty phenomenal audio quality for halfway across the world. So, <laughs> um, but you just welcome to the podcast, Stephen. Cheers, dude. Cheers. I just had to stick it on charge then, didn't I? The wrong time. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> I wonder if it might be. No, no, it's not Xbox. It probably doesn't work that way. Anyways, so I have a couple yeah. of things I kind of wanted to talk about because I've personally been listening to Andrew Tate. Yeah, just to clarify my position, like I'm no Andrew Tate fanboy. I only really found out about him peripherally like the last two weeks because uh, I don't really do a whole lot on TikTok and YouTube shorts or anything. Um, but usually like when I upload it and I start looking at mine that I kind of like scroll a little bit and I just I ran into him and like I could not get over how fucking awesome it is listening to this guy shit all over Aiden Ross for three and a half hours straight dude it was fucking good I was dying laughing at my tractor bro like this guy's just shitting on him man it's fucking great he shits on anyone that guy just has no filter yeah but before we get into that, um, we should probably uh, we should probably <laughs> talk about you a little bit. So you're Stephen. Mm. Um, well, a father, actually, well, that's, gamer. That's my middle middle name Stephen is Matthew's my first name, but I like to be called Matt. Oh right, so Matt. Okay, Matthew. Yeah. But you all know me as Smith. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you got a last name like Smith, I feel like you just have to go by Smith you know <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> everyone still calls me that <laughs> but yeah and no um what do you do for man, a living i have just changed jobs i was a delivery driver for a big delivery company and it's not amazon <laughs> <laughs> not amazon all right uh, um and i've now a gas man so i work in the gas industry um mainly like uh, propane and butane gases um mm. i'm also a car valeter I, I very good at cleaning cars i must say is that you guys must call it something different uh, we call it detailing Deta detail yeah, well, yeah yeah uh, detailing mm. <sighs> we well, when we say detailing it's more the real fine fine work like the, the hardcore stuff I can do that, um, but it's not really. I'm more of a get a car that's filthy dirty and make it look really good again. Oh, okay. That sort of style. Uh, that's my forte. Mm. I can I, I can do all all the other bits and bobs. But you coming by Tennessee anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> It'd be fun, man. Like I think it's awesome going to a very different culture um going to europe mm. was a blast so different though you know and i can only imagine it's like a british man coming to fucking kingsport tennessee what that's probably like you know or vice <laughs> versa someone i'm not really like from here necessarily i mean no. I'm not even i don't know why i said necessarily not at all i'm not from here but um i'm from florida but uh yeah it's it's like 
hmm. moonshiners and fucking crack dealers and shit at so like you know <laughs> I, i'm staying with family currently um and, and they live deep in the mountains and it's a it's great like the reason they live out there is because it was really cheap the land and um mm-hmm. they were able to purchase like a, a decent amount of land because it's it's so cheap out there and um but the whole way out there it's it's nothing but moonshiners and crack dealers it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, are you, all, uh, you, you riding it out like with uh with this or are you uh, do you have plans of anything else you want to go for or yeah uh to be fair i am pretty happy with uh how things are going at the minute it's actually nice to feel appreciated the job that i've got now is um it's a lot easier than what i had before the money's a little bit better you know you're not going to go not many people like to downgrade in life today it's always you always want to try to come up in steps um but it's just the the works a lot better it's more suited to me myself and my family so you know it's sometimes you've got to do have do changes in life when things are not going quite right yeah yeah that's true man and sometimes 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 you don't realize it like uh, when i was in my old job i i did like it but there was a lot of bad negative things with it and i didn't realize that it was sending me mentally in a in a downward spiral others would see it around me but didn't really see it myself until one day I kind of just I don't know just woke up from woke up and I was just like what am I doing like <laughs> I need to get out of this this is this is not good for me and yeah from that from that day I changed my mind and was like right I'm gonna find another job and I gave myself till Christmas to get a new job and within a month I started at another place I'm kind of one of these people that is if I say I'm going to do something, I do it as yeah. much it, it, to the best of my ability, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that <laughs> one thing I liked about delivery, because I did delivery. Um, <clears throat> the independence is nice because you get direction, basically, and then you just mm. go out on your own. I'm assuming yeah, unless yeah. you have like a partner with you or something. No, I'm. I will. I am on my own. It, it it's it's a lot better because I don't have to do as as many stops and all now, and I don't have to really do like you know in and out of the van every five seconds. Like my old job was like every, all the time. It was just relentless. Uh, so it's pretty cool because I'm one of these people <coughs> that I can, probably, I can have a conversation myself. You know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. just, laughs> yeah. I'm like singing the dancing while while I'm out and about. And just, when you see someone, you just say hello and just be friendly. You know, just I'm, I'm a people person. <laughs> I, I I couldn't be sat in an office doing uh, office work all day. That's just not me. I've got to be doing stuff. Yeah. Well, one sec. Let me take the sweater off. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably really hot where you are, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking America. Pretty cold. It's pretty cold. Pretty cold where we are at the minute. Oh yeah, I bet well, it is, man. It's well, it's not f- like freezing just yet, but it's getting close to it. Yeah. So yeah. So getting into the Andrew Tate, right? 
And I don't, I don't like to just name drop. Okay, first of all, what is name dropping exactly? That's just when you say someone's name on your podcast to get attention, right? Clout. You, yeah. You're basically trying to use their name for clout and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, but I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, like while I'm working and stuff. And so it's kind of hard not to talk about it. And he said something. I, I find him really interesting, and I find some of his ideas really interesting. One of them being that... But I guess part of what made him go viral, at least by his own explanation um, on a podcast, was he made some video that said depression is not real. And he theorizes that depression is simply extreme selfishism, uh, selfishness, um, which I know sounds out there. But if you really think into it, one way to really pull you out of depression is to go do something nice for somebody you know to do something mm. selfless because and then it just makes you feel good you know um and he thinks that people that are depressed are self-obsessed they're so caught up in how they feel and what you know it's they feel bad and uh, he even stated on a podcast that if you have kids and you kill yourself you're not a man um, which I get where he's coming from, but, you know, some of these harsh statements, it's like when you make these extreme harsh statements like that, uh, you need to really be able to back that up. But I think he does. I'm not, I don't think depression is simply extreme selfishness. And I know that there are people out there with chemical imbalances, uh, although those are very few. Uh, another point he makes is that, you know, <laughs> he's so arrogant on there but it's, it's like, una, he's unapologetically arrogant, which is so funny, you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, if I lived a fucking life like you, I'd be depressed too. And if you lived a life like me, you'd be fucking happy. You woke up every morning sexy as fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just love this guy, man. He cracks me up. But he's right. Like, a lot of times when you're depressed, it's not like you caught depression. It's like there's things in your life that are not, or I'm sorry, there are things in your life that are causing that depression. And if you were to fix those things or address them, then maybe you wouldn't be as depressed. But I was just kind of curious what you think in, in regards to what he said. Well, what you just said then kind of hits the nail on the head because you're not just depressed for nothing. There's always a reason. There's something that's making that happen. So whether it be a job or a person or... um. I don't know. So it's, a lot of it's down to money. Money's a big thing, I find, in life. Uh, that's the root of all evil. Because whether you've got it or not, you're either thinking about it <laughs> and you need it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, like I was feeling, I was feeling down. I wasn't feeling great. And then I realized that the key to, make me happy even though i had a good home life got a wife got a kid got some, i got good friends and everything but there was this one thing that was just making me really like sad and down depressed like you know what i mean it's that's how you feel and then you get into this situation where that's that's all you think about like he says you you tend to just think about that one thing and you forget about everything else around you which is good but if you can get rid of that one thing, or maybe it's multiple things, 
if you can start getting rid of the negativity in your life and putting that, filling that with positive stuff and joy, then yeah, you can overcome. You, and, and without, hopefully without medication and all, because, you know, some people have to go down that road. I mean, it's a tough one because you don't know what the next person's going through and how hard they've had it. And it's, it's easy for people will say it's easy for him to say that when he's got loads of money and he's got everything he ever wants and he can have anything he wants. So why would he be depressed? It's, it's such a tough thing to talk about in, in so many ways, because if you say something, there's going to be someone else that has an opinion and that opinion will be different to someone else's or the same as someone else's or someone will follow that other person's opinion and then you get a rabbit effect and everyone follows that, that bandwagon and then they're all on that train and then they're just causing a negative process that keeps going and going and going and going until it gets cut out. But you can't, you can't really, um, no one can really go at the guy. I mean, he's, he's just, he does it for content. Let's be honest. He's, he wouldn't be saying these things otherwise because he's, he's, he's got a camera in front of him. He's being goaded into saying these things by everyone because that's what people want. People want drama. People want, they need something in their life that gives them like something to like laugh about or be negative about. Yeah. I got to say initially, I was treating him primarily as entertainment because I didn't agree with some of what he was saying. And I don't, mm -hmm. and we, we can get into that, but <clears throat> the way he just shit on Aiden Ross, I honestly think those two should go make a podcast together or something, man. Just like have a fucking show where he Tate just shits on Aiden or better yet. <laughs> can we please put Aiden Ross in the UFC and not as a fighter, but I want him to interview the fighters after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to do a post fight interview, dude? Well, they could Kate. do like a they could do like a roast session where they just like roast each other. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good at it, um, and I think it is. I think a lot of it is selfish. And another thing he states that I find really interesting because I've always had trouble with the fact that we're gonna die, like ever since I realized that till now it's always bugged me but something he said i thought was really interesting and that's that we're all temporary temporarily immortal you have survived everything in your life up until this point nothing has killed you you are immortal mm -hmm. but at some point you will die which is what makes it temporary and i, I think it's a, i think those two coupled together actually makes a pretty strong mental medication for you if you were to look at it like okay yeah so we're gonna die get the fuck over it all right quit being so fucking yeah. selfish get out there you know get strong get fit you know live for your family your friends push them to be better things like that that type of shit that's gonna get you i mean i'm not saying it'll completely it's not like a switch it's never a switch where you're like oh depressed not depressed it's like you'll slowly move away from depression the more and more uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, the clinical psychologist, he 
states that the more responsibility you can adopt in life, the more satisfied that you will be. He says that because happiness, in his opinion, is not the goal of life. Like happiness is great and it's awesome while you have it and enjoy it as much as you can. But emotions, they all, they move around like the wind. And what we really want as humans is meaning. And the way you can get meaning is by adopting responsibilities. And the more responsibilities you can adopt, the more meaning your life will have. Mm -hmm. And so I think <clears throat> those two ideas from Tate and the one idea from Dr. Peterson, uh, I think that's the answer, man. It's just, I don't know how you snap out of it. Like, even if you conceptually understand something, you don't fully realize it at your core you know like you like okay i'm trying to think of an example okay all right if i were to tell you from the time you were a kid that if you were to touch the stove it would burn you you would understand i mean once you reached an age where you could understand you'd understand oh that's really hot i don't want to touch that but you mm -hmm. wouldn't get it until you actually touched it burn yourself then anytime you look at it you're like it's almost like it you can feel that burn again you know like you don't yeah. want it. you don't want it because now you know you've experienced like trauma. Yeah, yeah, you have to experience things to realize them completely. I feel. Yeah, because if someone says no when you're younger, you tend to think, "Hmm, should I try this? Shouldn't <laughs> I try it?" You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's one of no one likes to be told no, do they? So, no, no. Especially as a kid, you got to try everything, and that, yeah. yeah, that's when like that's when you think you if you was to like they say don't 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 go and climb that tree because you'll fall down and you think well i'm gonna go to climb that tree and i'm gonna find out <laughs> oh electricity <laughs> let me just stick my finger in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're fucking idiots man as people uh, how do we yeah, survive just, uh, uh, exactly it's it it's like a it's like a test method you just you're always testing yourself all the time even even with just anything in life you just when even when even down to the simplest things of like your coffee or something you know it's going to be hot but you still take that first sip even though it's yeah. literally just come out and you're like what and you think why do i do that and you and you think oh i won't do that again but you just do like it's <laughs> <laughs> I always do a pizza as well. Like I love pizza. I'm a massive pizza fan. And it's like baking hot. And I'll go to eat it and I stick my mouth in. I'm like, and it's like burnt all the inside of my mouth. And I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Why don't I just I just can't wait? I'll just I have to have it there and then. No, I think this is just you, actually. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> but but I'll tell you where I where I'm fucking retarded is uh short term memory. I'm really bad at short term memory. I don't fucking understand why. I I have like jokes aside, like I've seriously tried to figure out is there something wrong with me? Like how come I don't remember things? Like what the hell? And it's weird because like certain things I'll recall like that, no problem. Other things I barely recall. It and then other things I'm totally what what the when the hell did you say that? Like, I don't know. So, but yeah, I'm a fucking retard at short term. No, 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 I feel you there because I get this with my wife all the time. <laughs> she would, 
we literally could have a we could have a conversation uh, in the car. Let's say we're in a car, we're having a conversation. She'll tell me something, and I've listened. I've learned listened to her. I've, I've remembered it. Um, we're going down the road, and someone could pull out in front of me, or something could happen, and then I've completely forgot what she said. Like your brain just it takes it in. But my how my brain works is if something else gets in the way, it clogs that. And then I completely forget. And then all of a sudden, like later on, I'll I'll remember it again, but it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had that with this podcast. And sometimes I wonder if this podcast is actually like working out for your brain. And I'm hoping that's true. And like I'm improving my recall and stuff. Cause you use a lot of short-term memory recall in a podcast, you know, like you recall things that you said earlier and shit like that. But dude, yeah. sometimes I'll completely lose my point. And I don't, I've learned to not like, just say, fuck it. Um, so I try to like find it again, but most of the time I fail. And then it comes back <laughs> later when it's not even relevant. And I'm like, God, fuck dude. These they're slippery. <laughs> Ideas are slippery, man. They just, they, I can't hold on to them. They just fucking go everywhere. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's why it's always good to carry a pen and piece of paper with you so you can write it down. That is very, very true. That's probably the most useful tool I have is a pen and paper. Yeah. yeah. Because if I have a reminder or if I have something small that kind of like uh reminds me of it, I, I can instantly recall the whole thing. It's just if I don't have that reminder, it, it even causes problems with my ex-girlfriend. She uh because <laughs> she like are you not even listening to me? Like, what, what, I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to you. It's just, you gotta, cause she'll tell me about something she told me the other day. Like, okay. Yeah. But I need more. You can't just be like telling me some shit and expect me to remember what you're talking about. I'm dumb. I need more. I need you to kind of explain at least 20% of what you told me the other day. And then I'll remember the, the other 80, but I, you need to give me 20. I can't work with 10. <laughs> i'm fucking dumb man i gotta i gotta work with what i got you know you're still in caveman mode yeah dude you haven't you haven't leveled up yet <laughs> <laughs> what part of the united kingdom are you in i am in the southwest i'm at the south the furthest down you can go pretty much i'm right on the seafront pretty much in cornwall when's like did... People down here would call it uh, tractor land, where we're farmers. Oh, wait, <laughs> you're not Welsh, right? No, no, that's yeah. I have to go over a bridge to get to get to Wales. See, those Welsh people would fit in really well out here in Kingsport. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I'm Welsh <laughs> or part Welsh, <laughs> but I think we're about mm, two. Just two, two to three hours away from Wales, I think it is. I could, be, I could be wrong, but it is. You have to go up and then take a left. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, did each country have its own kingdom and everything? And then at some point, they decided to create the UK. Like how? I don't know the history of the UK actually, and how that came to be. I'd love to say I'd know the same, but I, I don't. I mean, I know you got uh, Scotland. Scotland's like the f the furthest north, um, and they obviously um, very proud of their of their of their country, and yeah. then you got the Irish, you got the Irish, uh, but then 
you've got Ireland and then you've got Northern Ireland. They've sort of segregated themselves, don't they? And then, yeah. then you've got Wales. But we're all we're all connected, but we all want to be a part of our own our own our own, yeah. our own people. Let's well, say. in Ireland, and, that's where they they're fucked up because they got that mentality, but they have both countries on the same piece of land, right? Mm. And that's where all that yeah. drama comes from. We should make yeah. a wall. I <laughs> <laughs> get Trump over there. Yeah, they're they're dramatic, man. Uh, just Noble and Max, you know, listening to them go at it. Um, I feel like oh, yeah. Ireland is like the holdouts, though, because think about it. I get it. Half your country were a bunch of bitches, and they jumped ship and went over to the UK. But like, come on, man! Like that's where all the fun is. Like everyone's fucking there already. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you out here by yourself, man? Like, really, you don't think you need to be in a bigger group? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. Ah, I wonder how the United States would have turned out if we weren't the United States. Like if um other countries were formed here instead of, you know, one I mean obviously we got Canada, Mexico, but like mm. if instead of the US we were like three or four different countries, you know. Oh yeah, like what like how we would be like spread out. Yeah, people it's think about like uh, Germany. Massive, isn't it? Yeah, people think about Germany and like what it would have been like if they had won. What about us if we hadn't, or if we weren't as big as we are now? You know, like mm. what would the world look like? Yeah, yeah. Like imagine they would. America was like America, and they had like you maybe just a few states rather than as many states as you had, and then some of that land would be called completely something else. Yeah, and it's his own, and it's his own country. But yeah, what do you is... think about the idea of people? Um, okay, what do you think about the idea that no one should get to own land because land belongs to nature, and everyone should just get to use it as much as they want? Um, but if that was the case, then people could just go anywhere and do anything they want, couldn't they? Yeah. Which would just cause like mass mass killings. <laughs> no, I, I don't agree with the idea either. I just think it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do believe that certain certain lands should be protected for obvious reasons, like uh, like reservoirs and forests, forests and stuff like that, because we need we need these things. Um, but they're already protected anyway in, in a sense it's just some people that will go and just go and destroy it and stuff like that which is some people are just crazy like that they just they just don't think of others they only think about themselves or they have some sort of agenda that they're going to be they, they want to follow you know yeah everyone everyone wants to be a part of something these days just so they can say that they are somebody but yeah if they would just believe in themselves in the first place, they can be somebody without following others. They can just do their own thing. And then they, instead of, instead of following, you could be a leader. And then, but you, the people that would then follow you, you don't want them to follow you. You want them to be on the same level as you. So you all have an opinion. You all, are, you're all one rather than someone that leads the way and everyone just, 
does what that person says. Like, like going back to Andrew Tate, he's got such a big following now that people will just listen to what he says and they'll do as he as he says. Yeah, Be- because he's such a powerful figure. That's how they, all these world leaders do what they do, because people just get on the on the board of it and think they're part of something. But you're just basically a pawn on a chessboard. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where I start to, um, where I, where I'm no longer in line with his way of thinking, um, particularly when it comes to women. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with a man and a woman deciding, hey, this is the kind of relationship we want to have. These are the Mm -hmm. rules for our relationship. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I know that, or I'm sure that, you know, him and all of his wives have had those conversations. But personally, I do feel that a monogamous relationship is what we're most comfortable with. Although he does make some pretty damn good arguments uh, for the opposite. So it's, I'm kind of, on the fence i don't really see myself wanting 20 women in the house you know mm-hmm. um i think i would just want one person and i'd want and you know for me it's like i want her to feel special like i want her to know that she's the only one for me but i also mm-hmm. totally get what andrew tate's saying when he's when he's talking about like it is different so when a man fucks a woman and a woman fucks a man it's different you know it's not like mm-hmm. i can go fuck a prostitute and have absolutely no feelings towards her and never even know her name or nothing i i could just know nothing about her and be fine with that and just enjoy the physical pleasure of sex and then move on and never think about it again really um but mm-hmm. with women they're much more about connection you know so like they would feel things um emotionally during sex and i i think that's true i don't think that's sexist i I think that's reality like we're two different you know genders we we're different you know yeah so i get what he's saying that like he can go fuck a bunch of women or have 20 you know and it'd be okay but if she goes and cheats on someone that's something different because she actually felt something towards them it wasn't just physical pleasure that's his argument um I, there's definitely women out there that would disagree and say yo uh i could fuck like 20 dudes and never feel anything um but i don't know man i, I don't really know what the correct way of being is when it comes to marriage because polyamory um open marriages yeah i was raised traditional and you know like we're just you just you do the normal thing <laughs> just marry mm. someone <laughs> but I th- yeah i i'm one of these where i think you should just do what you want to do like how you want to get married you should do it your way because then if it goes right that's 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 on that's on the two of you if it goes wrong then you've only got yourself to blame for it you haven't got anyone else's um saying or you're not you're not you're not part of anything else you just you've 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 done it the way you want to do it so it's special to you too and if someone wants more than one wife then and the women (laughs) if they're happy with that then 
that's that's down to them. I mean, uh, I wouldn't do that myself personally. I, uh, I'm dedicated to one woman and one woman only. Um, I, I think it, it's kind of greedy in a sense because do, do all these women want him for him? Like, and does he really want them to be like like another man would probably want that woman like how I would want my wife but yeah. he doesn't he just they're just uh, 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 I don't really know like does he can't say he loves them all the same can he he must have some a different connection with each one but it's just I don't know how he can just how he's even got the time for that many women? Like, yeah, I, I'm. I think I messed up. I think he said he wanted twenty sons, but he definitely he definitely has multiple wives. I don't I don't know how many though. Yeah, I know, but still, um, yeah, he, he, even multiple, even even it's two. You know what I mean? It's like it's just, I, me personally, it's you. you you find that person you wanna you wanna spend the rest of your life with. And when you get married to him, and if times get tough, it's communication. Communication is the biggest thing in a marriage. It's it's key. It's key to any relationship, let alone a marriage. Um, and if you can talk to each other about your problems, you you just over you you will overcome things because. A lot of people don't. They'll just argue and argue and argue to the point that one person, they'll either just had enough and they'll leave, or someone else will come into their life that will show them affection and all, and then they'll think, "Well, I'm not getting out of this this place." And that's how people start cheating and stuff. Yeah. And but I, I how how I've how I do it, my wife and we do it is we just if if things are not going right, we will sit and chat to each other. It it's not always good. Sometimes we'll argue, like any marriage. Um, but you you just have to get that get that anger out of the way and the upsetness out of the way, and then look at each other as adults and go, right, what's next? What do we need to do to make this work? And you just overcome these things, and then that's and then you you just love each other more for it because you have that much respect for each other. Like you need to be able to respect the person you're with. You need to be able to love the person you're with. Um, I also find that you, in me personally, you have to be like, you do have to be attracted to the person as well. But like a lot of people oh, say, yeah, of oh, it's not about the looks and stuff like that. They can't be. You know who says that? You know? You know who says that? Hey. Fucking ugly people. That's who says that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense they'd say it, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's hey, just so you know, beautiful person, beauty doesn't matter. Okay. It's all about <laughs> what's up here. <laughs> Please excuse my 300 pounds of fat. <laughs> <laughs> but there'll be someone out there that will love that person. That I mean, that's that, true. That, that's that that's the, that's 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 life. It's just but there's someone out I, there that I do will think want that, that one. You should improve yourself, and by improving yourself you'll become attractive to other people that you know are better 
not better yeah. like inherently as a like obviously inherently as a human we're all equal but like someone mm-hmm. that will make your life better than what you had access to previously because you've chosen to take the steps necessary to improve yourself you're now going to all the places that people that want to improve themselves are going to you're going to the gym you know you're going mm-hmm. to college or whatever you're going to I don't know the whole foods grocery store to get healthy food. Like you're fine. You're running into people that are also doing the same thing, you know? And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I I do think like, while I agree that everyone should get to do what they feel, you know, what they want to do and their relationship. I think it is kind of dangerous though, uh, to tell people to just, Hey, if it works out or if you're doing what you want to do, then by all means, because, you know, if you get, into a tough relationship because of like, let's say that you build this relationship for hedonistic reasons, selfish and greedy, like you were saying, where you want all the fucking puss, right? Like you want all the sex, you want to, you want all the physical pleasure. Um, It happened. (laughs) (laughs) What was I saying right before that? The brain fart. All the puss. Yeah, you get all the puss. What was before that? Oh, yeah, we disagree. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, all right. So the only thing I disagree, the reason that I would disagree with that to me would just be because if you get into that tough relationship for those, you know, selfish reasons and you get 15 years deep into it before you realize that you actually wanted something more wholesome, you know, like a traditional relationship with another person, you will never Mm -hmm. get those 15 years back when maybe if someone was a little bit confrontational or not afraid to kind of like tell you that you're a knucklehead, then maybe you wouldn't have made that decision. It would have made you, or maybe it would have just pushed you right into it. I don't know, but yeah, I get that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want one wife and I think I want three or four kids i also don't care if they're boys and girls i'd like them to be kind of balanced out i think like two boys two girls or something but uh yeah (laughs) most people say they just want a boy and a girl don't they but if you if you're one of these people that do want multiple kids yeah they're normally happy with a mixed mixture bunch yeah i don't want like um four boys Yeah, I don't, I don't, like Andrew Tate says he wants 20 sons and he's talking, Mm -hmm. so he's just going to keep popping them out until he gets 20 of them, right? But I don't know, man, I, like, how could you possibly have enough time to properly, you know, have those conversations with each one of them and work through all their dumb ideas and their young little fucking heads? Like, (laughs) how, you know, that takes time, you know, like most people, especially if you work an eight hour job, I mean, you got like time for maybe one, maybe two, you know, where you can take them to breakfast and talk to them and stuff. But like 20, man, I feel like you'd lose control. You wouldn't have the ability to influence them the way you'd want to, you know, it'd just be a bunch of (laughs) fucking hooligans running around tearing shit up. Mm. And that many, (laughs) if you have 20 kids, or he mm-hmm. says 20 sons, so it probably takes 30 kids to get there, at least. If you have 30 kids, one of them is going to kick it at some point. Something's going to happen. 
to one of them. Mm. There's just too many, like numbers wise, like it has to happen, right? And then you're gonna and deal with that. You're gonna have to live with yeah. that for what? You so you do have twenty sons. You couldn't do that of one woman either, because the, the time logic of it would be. Well, I don't know. It probably could, to be fair, but no, that's why he wants multiple wives. So he yeah. can, so he can fuck like one, and he's like, well, if you're gonna take nine months. <laughs> Yeah, time's money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, well, it's, it, that goes back to like the old Tudor days back in, back in the, back in, back in that, that, that they would have like a, a king would have a wife, but he'd have multiple mistresses to uh, have babies for him. And hopefully they were sons so they could live their name. Yeah. Basically, so you, people just want their name to live on. That you're building that. Uh, like, legacy. They're like, leg. That's the word there. Legacy. Yeah. You're building your legacy, so you start that legacy. There's going to be loads of little tapes building their legacies, <laughs> and that's how he wants it, just to build like his own empire. Yeah. Well, people hate him for his unapologetic arrogance. That's part of why I love him. Like, I'm not saying. I just, for some reason. Yeah, I, I like unapologetically arrogant people. I'm not saying that I think that that's okay. And I'm not saying that that's the correct way of behaving. I don't. I think it's much mm. better to be humble and nice, but capable of shit, you know? But yeah. I still like that personality. Uh, that, that shit just <laughs> cracks me up, man. He's so fl- He's talking about his dad. He's like, you know, my dad told me, he's like, I'm not giving you any money. I'm not going to give you anything. You know, my dad was an alcoholic. He's broke and shit. He's like, but I'm giving you your last name. That's all you fucking need. And he's he said that like you go to school and you like do really good on the SATs or whatever in sixth grade and they bump him up two grades and he'd tell his dad and he'd be like, Well, yeah, you're you're Tate. I'm like, duh. <laughs> this motherfucker, bro. His dad's a legend as well. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he wouldn't get he wouldn't have got as far as he's got without that attitude. Like he that is him. Like you take that away from him, he isn't. He isn't that confident guy that um, everyone sees. Like he has yeah. to have that. Yeah, you're right. Or what about uh, Conor McGregor? Yeah. Like, and and the thing is, unapologetically arrogant, but still likable. Like I, because like in his mind, yeah, he's unapologetically arrogant, but and he's completely full of himself. But he genuinely believes. What he is doing is improving the world. He is trying to help people. You know, he's being rude and confrontational and destructive because he wants to rip apart all your bullshit arguments and give you what he believes is the truth. So in him, mm. he's actually a very positive character. He, he's And if you really listen to what he's telling people to do, I know he's rough around the edges, but the guy's not that fucking horrible. I mean, like, yeah, you should go to church. But what, you're going to call him a piece of shit for that? Like, you know. <laughs> You should uh, not lie. You should not have um, meaningless sex. You should live your life in an honorable way. Like, I mean, these are good things he's pushing. It's just he's so unapologetically arrogant and rough around the edges and shit that anyone on, like, I guess the left or whatever that isn't used to that kind of a person Mm. would just immediately get rubbed off and probably attack him, you know? Yeah, which I'm sure yeah. you love. <laughs> yeah, because uh, for him, like 
any anything spoken about his name is good publicity, isn't it? Bad publicity yeah. is good. Publicity. I mean, shit, we're riding on his coattails yeah. right now, just talking about him for fucking an hour. <laughs> he, he he doesn't it doesn't bother him whether you say something nice about him or bad about him because at the end of the day, he doesn't care about you anyway. So yeah, that, that's part of why I didn't feel bad at all for Aiden because it had like three and a half million views on YouTube alone. So I'm like, yeah, yeah he that that guy got paid for that shit, man. He got <laughs> yeah. paid, bro. Someone can talk shit about me for three hours. <laughs> if I'm getting paid, man, I'm getting paid. <laughs> Bomb me, Andrew. Yeah, um, and that was pretty. He was pretty like he was behaving that way. Particular. Uh, why do I keep saying particularly? He was behaving that way on the Aiden Ross show, but I haven't really seen him behave that way. I mean, he's his normal, you know, uh, self, of course, but he's not attacking the hosts on some of these other shows that I've seen where they're not Aiden Ross. Aiden Ross is such a little knucklehead, man. He he cracks me the hell up. He's so 2022, you know, like uh, mm. I never even knew who he was till I saw him get shit on on TikTok or I wasn't on TikTok. <laughs> I don't really use TikTok. I was on YouTube shorts and he's just getting fucking shit on by Tate. And it was so good. Because Aiden Ross is he's a streamer, isn't he? Yeah, he's some type of Twitch streamer. Dark haired chap, quite sure. Yeah. And he got he got uh somewhat viral because one of the guys he put a beat on and the guy was uh I don't give a fuck about you. And it, it, they just keep going and it and it, oh. it just it just blew up. I can't think of the guy's name, but <laughs> that 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 was that was on Aiden Ross's show. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, Aiden Ross is pretty funny, man. Um, I haven't watched anything else from him, like, at all. But, and I, I think Aiden Ross is playing a character, man. I, I don't feel like he's really that dumb. I think he's playing dumb because that's what people get entertained by, you know. Yeah, that's the way he makes his cheddar, isn't it? Yeah, because he'll ask Tate some dumbass questions, man. I fucking love it when he does. He'll be like, hey, yo, hey, hey, Tate, um. So, do you take showers, bro? Like, what? What kind of a question is that, dude? <laughs> so fucking the Tate, of course. Sunglasses, no shirt. What? Yeah, of course I take showers. Of course I take fucking showers. Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think to um, uh, Tate fighting um, potentially Jake Paul? This is the first UFC fight I'm going to purchase. <laughs> will it I be a so UFC excited. or will it be bo- or will it be boxing? Will it oh, definitely- right, right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's not going to be UFC. It'll be a boxing match. Mm. This will be the first fight I'm going to buy, and it'll be the first fight that I'm going to be passionate about because I'm not someone that really watches sports. I've tried because I'd okay. love to be in it. I'd love to like mm. be part of the group and enjoy watching a fucking football game or some shit, but like. I just don't get it, man. Fighting, I can kind of watch because, you know, I'm not that good at it, but I do jujitsu and shit. And so it's a little fun to watch. But, dude, he's going to fucking murder him. Mm. <coughs> you don't think? I don't know. I, this whole Jake Paul thing, just it, I just don't get it. Like, he, I've watched every fight. I've I watch a lot of his stuff, and his brother. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I'm a big follower of KSI because 
he's he's British like I am. Um, well, I don't even think he's British, but he lives in England. <laughs> I've heard that um, name, but isn't that a clan name on Xbox? No, KSI. He's uh he he beat Logan Paul, didn't he, in the boxing match? Oh, did and, he? Uh, oh. Yeah, K- KSI is like the number one YouTuber. Everyone wants to fight KSI. Oh, I um, didn't realize that. And Jake Paul, he's climbed up the ladder, and now he's fighting big names. And then now Tate's name's been put into it because of his fighting <laughs> history and background, and because he's got lots of clout, and it just makes loads of money. Because at the end of the day, some these guys are making more money than your average boxer, professional boxer. <clears throat> They're selling yeah. out these places, getting loads of money from it. I mean, I literally, before we started this podcast, I started... I just finished the Tyson Fury, Derek Jazora fight that was live at the, <laughs> the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, um, and that was for the world heavyweight title. And Tyson won. I knew he would. He's my favourite fighter. Yeah, they call him the Gypsy King. <laughs> he is. You you should look him up. He's an absolute beast. Um, yeah. And it's it's only people like him and a few other big names that actually sort of make that same money as someone like Jake Paulwood, who's only actually been in the scene like you know the last couple of years. Yeah. And then now he's calling out everyone, and to think that he might be fighting like no one a few years ago, no one would have thought Andrew Tate could be fighting Jake Paul, like. Yeah. This is how weird this word world is. It just, it's just crazy. I mean, the other Floyd Mayweather fought Deji, which is KSI's brother. Deji's lost all of his fights bar one, and then he gets to fight Floyd Mayweather, who's like fifty and zero. Like, why is this person getting that chance? I just, it's all because of money and and. Uh, <clears throat> And like how many followers and stuff you've got. Like people well, that's, don't that's part to... of why Tate's like not to keep referencing this guy, just been fucking listening to him, but he that's why he is pissed off at Jake Paul, from what I understand. He he thinks that or he's he's explaining like how it is as a fighter. He's saying that like even people that you'd be able to name off of from the UFC are broke as shit. Like they mm. they you yeah, know yeah, yeah. It's a horrible career path, and it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to ever make a penny from it. And so it pisses him off that Jake Paul, just because he was, you know, some YouTuber guy, gets all this, you know, attention, this money, and now he gets to go those to those big fights. But he's convinced that Jake Paul um, is nobody. He says that the only reason that Jake Paul knows how to box is because for the past three years. He's been spending lots and lots and lots of money on the best training that this planet has to offer when it comes to yes. boxing. And so totally. he's said, so, yeah, so that's that's why he's capable. He said, I'm not saying he doesn't know how to box. Guy knows how to box. But the reason he is because he's already rich. He's not like some just some YouTuber like this guy yeah. spends a lot of his and he has all the time in the world to practice Pays to win. Yeah. Yeah. Pay to win, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so he, that's what he thinks, but he's saying that they're also getting, you know, into a group and having these conversations 
they will strategize like, okay, what, all right. So I'm, I'm not into the fighting world. I don't know the names. I don't know the people, but okay. Let's just say that he fights fucking Billy. That's the name of this world champion UFC fighter that he's going to fight is Billy and uh, Billy, the fucking UFC guy or whatever um, has a really strong wrestling background. And so Jake Paul talks mad shit and like attacks him almost. It's almost like a war, you know, like he's fucking attacking on the internet and giving this guy very few options, but to accept his offer of a fight and Jake Paul, you know, gets him into a boxing ring and fights someone uh, in a way that attacks their weakness. Like this guy was not a strong boxer. He was a strong wrestler. Jake Paul's a strong boxer. Mm -hmm. They're picking these opponents strategically, Yeah, you know, and they're trying to sell out stadiums and make a shit ton of money. Yeah. He he did that with Ben Askren. Ben Askren was a UFC fighter. Uh, I believe he was retired, Um, but he was, he was known for wrestling. He was like, he was a grappler. It, that, that was his forte. Yeah. Um, Jake goes in there. This guy's retired. Jake's like, oh, I'd like to say at least 10 years younger, at least. Goes in there, beats the shit out of him. Of course he's going to. He's fitter than him. Jake had, had, had been training longer than him in the boxing scene, not fighting in general. And he's yeah. fighting someone who's a wrestler. So he, he smashes him. And then... Then they put him against Tyrone Woodley, who is is an ex UFC fighter. He wasn't a boxer; he was a UFC fighter. So he's used to kicking, he's used to punching, he's used to grappling. That's that's all he does. But when you go into a boxing ring, it's all with your fist and your and your and your and your movement and your footwork. Yeah. So Tyrone Woodley had to change his whole fighting style and switch it across. So that's that's why it made it hard, and not to not to men- mention he was, I don't know, he's in, like forty year old man, like retired, and then yeah. Jake beats him twice, um, and then they put him up against Anderson Silva, who's like one of the all time greats in the UFC, who's not really a boxer, but he's retired. Well, he's he's not really retired. He's he's still fighting. Does he really need to be fighting at that age? Like, it's a shame, man. It's a shame because like when, these when's guys, enough, like yeah, the, these guys, man, they work their fucking asses off and like they sacrifice so much. They literally sacrifice their mental capacity when they're older because mm. they get so much. They sustain so much brain damage. And I know you have these very rare exceptions of people that just like seem to never get hit, but those mm. are very rare. You know, most people yeah. have a really, especially in boxing. Um, and like, dude, you, you're that old. You did that many fights. You finally got some fucking money for all that fucking shit you went through. And you don't have any obligation to go fight this guy that's trying to provoke you for money and stuff and set the situation up. So only he can win, you know, like, you, you don't, I feel like they have that pressure or they feel like that. Like, you know, if I'm a bitch, if I don't go, it's like, you're not a bitch, bro. You're not, man. You're fucking. You, you're you're a legend. Yeah, but... you're a legend. Go enjoy <laughs> the rest of your life, man. Like, the, yeah. Fuck. The reason they 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 do it is because they know that that one payday he will give them is more than they've earned in their entire career, nearly. I don't think it's that though. 
I don't think it's that. I maybe it is. Okay, maybe it is. And I don't know UFC or, or I don't know why I keep mm. calling all fighting UFC, but foot that shows you how much I don't know. But um no man, I think it's just like to be one of those guys, one of those UFC guys, or damn it, I did it again. One of those boxing guys, one of those kickbox, whatever. You have yeah. to be so disciplined, like um, and you have to condition your mind and your body to um like to be a fighter you know you have to be a fighter you have to want to go out and fight man you like and so when some little punk ass kid on the fucking internet that's you know got a shit ton of money and has trained for three years granted that's fair he's trained for three years but when he fucking comes at you like that you're like i don't give a fuck i don't care who he's fought i'll beat the shit out of this motherfucker you know what i mean like i feel mm-hmm. like that's the mentality maybe not so naive and dumb because they're not dumb they're they they're real with themselves. They know their strengths and weaknesses and shit, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a tough one. Cause it, do you not think in the back of their head, they're thinking if I lose this guy, my whole entire career, I've, I've beaten everyone that's come stood in front of me pretty much. And then I'm getting this young lad, pretty boy from YouTube. Who's going to give me a big pay packet, but he could embarrass me. Yeah. Is it is it worth that risk? Like I don't know. Or but then but then it kind of is worth that risk because now he's sort of built up this reputation that people are now not doubting him anymore. They're now starting to think, you know, he's pretty credible. So if he was to get beat by him, it's not as as bad now to what it was before. He I mean he's recognized by like Joe Rogan. You know, just to throw yep. other famous people out there on this podcast, but uh, no, Joe. But Joe Rogan um, recognizes him as a fighter. I've heard him talk about it, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's like a fucking commentator in the UFC, and yeah, but well, he's like, seen it all, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Granted, okay, so like he made his money legit. Like you mm-hmm. know, he's a fucking Disney kid, whatever. Made the money, and then he's paying mm-hmm. for the training, and. So I don't think he's like privileged or like, you know, whatever. But I think that he is respectable in the sense that he has worked very, very hard to become as good as he is at boxing. That part is oh, very yeah. respectable. Yeah. He's um, smart, and, man. That guy's smart. He knows and he's doing. smart. You should also yeah. respect how smart he is because he's been able to climb his way all the way to the top in a very short period. But he didn't necessarily go through the same process everyone else had to. It's just no. different, you know. Um, never would have thought people, it though. You see a lot of the famous, don't you? They uh, some 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 get to the top and stay there, and they sort of kind of stay there for many many years. And there's some that will get really fast fame, and then you never see them again. They just dip straight off. I think it has I mean, something to do with investment. Mm, like spend, spending too much money on stuff they don't really need just to try and flex. And then they're not actually buying stuff that they should or save or invest into stuff. No, not, not that necessarily. I mean, more from the, the audience. Like, for example, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, you know, mm. that's because he's a really good host and he makes some great content. And it's really interesting, but it mm. took him a long time to get to the point where he was skilled enough to do all of that. 
and <clears throat> and through those years you kind of watch him improve and he's provide he's providing something in exchange for your time i guess like he's providing the entertainment because he has a stimulating conversation with his guest mm. um and that's what keeps him famous is because he keeps producing the things that made him famous to begin with if you're just mm. that cash me outside how about that girl from dr phil you have that one <laughs> moment but how many times can you repeat that you can't you know I'm you just have that one moment boy <laughs> Yo, apparently she dominates OnlyFans. Like, she makes a fuck ton of money off of OnlyFans. Uh, and she does music still as well. I think it's a little weird if you were subscribed to her, though, on OnlyFans. Because, like, you watch, you you saw her as a kid on the show. Uh, and yeah, now you're I mean, jerking off to her. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have OnlyFans. I don't go on there. But I, I have <laughs> seen... I, I did... Do you know, it's people like her and there's other people from, like, back in the day sometimes i like to see what they're doing now yeah and then yeah. i will go through everything they've done because they, they had like a big impact of your life mm -hmm. for that small period of time because yeah. you'd see it everywhere wouldn't you but like when the island boys when they first popped up i started watching all their videos i was like sort of obsessed in, in a way and then they just fell off but i still look now every now and then just to see if they're still doing something because you you kind of got attached to him in a, in a sense because they were the hot thing at that minute in time you just want to see if they have done well or 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 it just it was just a one-off thing who are they then what do they do exactly uh well they're american um i believe yeah i've seen sure them i know kind of like but, but the funny hair and yeah, tattoos so all over their face. They're artists, right? Like music, they, musicians? He, yeah, I mean, their music's not great at what do all, they really. Do? Like, why, does, why do people go crazy about them? Because of the video. I mean, it's weird. Because they were like, they did this video. They thought that they were, they were the boys, you know? They thought they were, they were cool. Yeah. But really, people just were laughing at them. They found them funny. And then people were making videos pretending to be them, but taking the mickey out of them. So they made money for people making fun out of them. So who's, really? actually, laugh who's actually laughing? They're getting yeah. paid because someone else will make a video about them and take the mickey out of them. Well, that, that's the thing about Aiden Ross, right? Like, who's really laughing? That guy's getting paid fucking bank, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, and a lot, a lot of, lot of people's fame come from that. You know, how many people were, uh, you know, the catch me out, sorry, the Baha baby or whatever she's called. Everyone was taking the mick out of her. Everyone just thought it was funny. Like, and then she thought, I can use this to my advantage, you know, and then people were booking her to go to a nightclub and just say that on the mic she'd get paid to go to a nightclub or something and just say catch me outside how about that and she'd be paid for it <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's just crazy it's it... different world man than like say 200 years ago <laughs> you think her whole life changed just on that one moment because she was on that sh 
she was on that show for being a bad teen or something, wasn't it? It was something to do with her behavior or something. Yeah, I guess. Hand, yeah. Her mum couldn't deal with her. And then she basically offers the, the host outside for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's 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 all over the internet and she's got loads of money. Yeah. And now she's uh, doing OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean <laughs> my roommate, um, it while I was in Italy, he paid the island boys, I think it was two hundred and fifty dollars to wish his wife a happy birthday. And so oh, they, yes. <laughs> and, he, and they did it. They fucking did it. They recorded a little video and they're like, Happy birthday, whatever her name was, I forgot. You know, it was it was fucking yeah. hilarious, man. You know? And she loved it. That, she loves the island boys, you know. So that, like she thought but, it was awesome. That's the thing. Some someone actually come up with that idea one day and now it's like a massive thing. You can just pay money to get one someone that you someone famous or whatever just to wish your friend or mom or dad a happy birthday or even yourself it's yeah it's a way of doing it without actually going to see him at a concert or a gig or a festival or something so it's like a i've not done it myself personally but when as soon as you said that then i was like yeah i've heard i've I've seen i've seen it advertised and stuff and they're always on TikTok going, oh, if you want a shout out or anything, just just hit us up in the DMs. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, then you find out how much you have to actually pay, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I try to. Sometimes I look into like these people. Like, I'll um, listen to a podcast and like actually be interested in it, you know. And I'll try to find a way to contact the host. And I understand you can't just put. A fucking method out there of how to contact you unless you're me and you only have 22 subscribers but like if you actually have like a following you're just going to get spammed you're never going to actually be able to get through it all but how do you mm-hmm. how do you get to like if you okay if they don't make their contact information available because of that well how do you ever get in contact with them like joe rogan you have right? to, he has you all have to hit fucking, him up in the dms yeah but Joe has like all these fucking people coming on. How the fuck's he getting in contact with some of these? I'm sure he's famous well, now. He, he, he doesn't have to, does it? People do that for him. He'll have people running his Instagram accounts or his Twitter accounts yeah, and stuff yeah, like probably. that. Ch- checking it. And it's one of them where if it hasn't got a blue tick or it isn't verified, they ain't looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because why would he? Why would he? Like it's it it could be any it could be any old person at least if it's verified it's kind of like you can look that person up online it's not like someone yeah. can look up on look you up online or look me up online <clears throat> they ain't going to find they ain't really going to find much are they but if you was to type in uh, the rock dwayne johnson <laughs> you're going to find everything then then you're going to be like all oh, right this person's messaged me yeah i'm going to reply to that because that might actually make me more money or that yeah. person's interesting to me yeah, and that's how it is. It's like a can anyone effect. get the the stupid little check mark? Uh, to be verified, you need to have a certain amount of followers, I believe. Is that what it is? Okay, I I think so. Yeah, and then obviously, if you're like, even like some of the smaller people that aren't as famous, they can get verified because I believe what you're on TV and stuff, and maybe I think you can like. There's got to be a way you must have to email 
Twitter or Instagram or whatever and say, look, this is me, blah, blah, blah. And they'll do like a, they'll do like a check, check on you. And then mm. if they, if they think you're good enough then they'll give you the little. See, doesn't the check mark though, that just means like, Hey, this is actually this guy, right? Yes. But it also gives you that clout status. Like if yeah. you've got a tick, it's so stupid. you're somebody. It's you're so somebody. fucking stupid. I know, and you get there's a lot of like rappers. You'll hear them talk about like I don't know, rap about like, you know, so people dumb. people don't think you're somebody until like you've got that tick, like yeah, yeah. But what what makes that person a better person than you? Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We all breathe and live the same air, and at the end of the day, we're all going the same way. Like it's you're born you die just because that person's got a ferrari that don't make them a better person than you well it's hard for us to humanize people that are famous i found that with Mm. myself like when i see people that i really respect that are famous i mean don't get me wrong i know they're people like i'm not i know if you shoot them in their head they're gonna die but like um just remembering that hey they started off just like you, you know, they were born in a random city. They had to go to fucking school, you know, they yeah. had to go get a job. Like they had to do all that shit and they're basically you, but they went through whatever process they went through to get to where they're at. And I think a lot yeah. of times we kind of want to idolize them and make it almost like they're not human because it it's easier. If you really believe that, all famous people were just like you. They started off in situations just as bad or even worse. Um, that that would kind of inform you that you should be doing a lot more than you're doing to get to where they're at because it was achievable to them. All those same things, all those same pleasures and wealth that they enjoy could be mm. yours if you were to simply not follow an exact copy of the path they went, but if you were to do similar shit to what they did you mm. you know but we don't want that we don't want to have to fucking put all that work in and so it's easier to just make them an idol like wow that guy's so awesome yeah he's so fast like i could never be as good as him it's yeah, just i think it's just destiny and it you you're, you're born how you're born it's it's almost like a vending machine you just mm, that's me and that's the next person let's now what, what do you think about nature versus people. nurture um I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there was like a little bit of lag there but no that's fine nature uh, explain explain that for me just okay um so do you think that i am the way that i am because of qualities that i was born with uh do you think that i'm a product of my environment No, not really. I think you are who you are because, um, well, to start with, uh, well, you're born by uh, another human being, and it takes it does take two human beings to make that person, but then. You 
you know, some people might not have their parents from day one. Let's say um, they didn't want them or they they died at birth or something and then you're on your own. Like, you you become that person. You become yourself, like, you, and you feed off what's around you. Like, um, some people can be easily uh, led um some people just they heart they they just do they just they're just gonna do what they're gonna do and they're gonna become who they're gonna come some people um get it easy some people don't it's it, it's a tough one to talk about sometimes you just don't know do you like nothing's what is what is what is life like you don't know if it's is it really real? Like, <laughs> why, why, why is a desk a desk? Like, why is the sky called the sky? Like, right, we don't Mohan. know. Yeah, were you there we that know. night? <laughs> well, the chair, the fucking what chair makes a chair a chair. Why yeah, is a chair yeah. a chair? It's true though. It is true. He like, and you could get into some deep conversations of like, like all this history we've been told about we've been told about like it's a Chinese whisper because it's all over or it's been written or something like that. You'll see these, but like how far back does that actually go and how much of that is actually true? And, or is that something we're just led to believe? Like, I don't know. It, the more you think about it, the more your head just goes, bro, and just wants to explode. <laughs> I'm right there with you in the mind. Fuck. I, I haven't really <laughs> articulated it on the podcast or even in person but or no i have the people in person but yeah man it's like what the fuck is this shit that what the fuck is this man i, I know like it it's just it's just bonkers it's it really ugh. i don't even know how to articulate <laughs> why it's such a mind fuck like but okay i'll try if you fuck okay one thing that really so there okay so i talked i've talked about this before it seems that the world's based around duality like you know there's this then there's the opposite of this thing there's this then Mm -hmm. there's the opposite of this other thing now yeah there's a fucking spectrum in between but it's not like there's this thing there's this thing then there's all these other different things in between it's like no there's this thing there's this thing and then this is a scale like a you might be more of this side or more of that side, but there's no third thing there. It's always one and zero, you know, mm. red, blue, black, white, um, good, bad, uh, hard, soft, cold, hot, wet, dry. Yeah, it's, it's always eat like an eve, even in it. It's yeah, like everything's about balance and duality. It seems. Yeah. And, okay. So that's weird. Um, but also i've noticed numbers if you really think of numbers like in like a normal day-to-day life like certain numbers will match other numbers in your life so like let's say i was trying to work it out like when me and my wife first met like her birthday my birthday the dates we met and all the numbers they tend to match up 
it's, it's weird how things happen. And these certain numbers will always come into your life. You'll have certain... The more, the more you the more you think about it, the more you look into it, the more it's like you think you're there, you think you figured it out, but then you find something else and it just you're just like, oh my god, this is just huge. And then someone says to you, space. I mean <laughs> you look up into the sky and it's for as far as you can see. But is there anything? Is there anything else? Like we don't know. Like here's a here's another one for you. It it just blows my mind. What color is this? I mean, to me, it looks red. But that's what I've been would, told to say. I would call it that's, red as well. But yeah. what if me and you are actually seeing different things? But we were taught that that thing that we're seeing is called red. But what you're seeing is actually very different from what I'm seeing. Isn't that weird? Because the color is only a reflection of light. So different materials reflect light differently. And your eye, if I remember this correctly, I think everything's basically upside down. And then your brain like interprets that shit. Yeah, and, I've heard that. Some of yeah, so yeah. You're you're this isn't actually how everything fucking looks. <laughs> It's not. It's just in here. That's how it looks. How the yeah. fuck does it look to a dog or something? I don't know. Like what? This okay. So let's say that vision isn't even how we experience our environment. What the fuck is this shit? Oh no, we are living in the matrix, mate. Yeah, man. And Pretty sure of it. God, dude. Okay, and then death. Right. God, life mm. is a tragedy, man. You're fucking born screaming. You know, everything's about suffering, it seems like, you know, everything sucks and your whole life yep. is trying to make things suck less and then you yeah. fucking yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. And then all your problems go away. Maybe. That, I don't know what the act. hell happens after. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Some, some, some people believe, you know, there is something after death. Some people believe once you're dead, that's it. It's you're gone like i don't know i just don't i just yeah it's such a <laughs> crazy yeah. crazy thing like just you just don't really know what the hell to so i consumed um 44 grams okay wait no no that's illegal i don't think i can get in trouble for saying i ate a bunch of mushrooms because they can be like what kind of mushroom um, I don't. Okay, now I've already said I've ate psilocybin. Fuck it. What am I even thinking? Anyway, I heard you I had a bunch truffles of truffles and fell over and cracked your head open. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a bunch of mushrooms in Amsterdam, and I, I seem to heard that. Yeah, and because I like struggle with the idea that we're gonna die, that's mm. of course what the fuck came up in my mushroom trip, and they were um, they. <laughs> The message being communicated, because it wasn't like it was talking to me, but it's like I got this message and I don't really know how to explain any of it. And I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I'm going to give it a shot. I can kind of see the shape that I saw when I was. It's basically like fucking mushroom shape stuff moving in opposite 
directions and you're there while you're dead and it's not that bad that's what it kept telling me is like hey just so you know this is what death is like we just killed you it's not that bad and then it's like i was slowly dying and dying and dying and dying but the only way i could find peace was to submit and accept my fate and accept that the mushrooms were going to fucking kill me and whatever and it, it don't get me wrong like physically i felt fine it wasn't like i felt like i was gonna die but it was like mentally it was taking me to a different place and showing me what fucking death is and it was basically that was like the main message that i can remember is that it was not that bad it's not that bad it's not that bad like that's what it kind of fucking kept telling me like you're freaking the hell out over this, but it's not even that bad. Like, why are you thinking about this? You have your whole, you still have your life. Why are you worried about when you don't? You can worry about that then. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I go to bed dreaming about stuff like that sometimes. And then you, and then you just, you it, your dream feels so real. And then, and then you wake up and it's like, shit, did that like really happen? Like, yeah. I've had it where I feel like I'm not very good with heights. It's not it's not something I'm really I don't I don't really like heights. And I've had dreams where like I'm on top of a building and then for some reason I've jumped. And I'm like, but why would I jump? And you're falling and then I, I just get really hot and I just shock myself up and I, I wake and I'm and I'm and I'm like uh, it takes me ages to go back to sleep after that because all you're worried about is falling. And is this, uh, sometimes I think, is this, am I being told something? Is is there something that, like now I see, seem to think, oh, I better not go up to the top of that building just in case my dream comes true. Because yeah. that dream could have been trying to tell me something. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, like, <laughs> it's just so fucked up. And culture's, <laughs> cultures all around the world have placed value on dreams and what they mean and tried to use them for or try to interpret them to gain information about how they might better live their lives and such so maybe maybe they're not wrong maybe there's something to that you know yeah there's some some people out there that just are just super like what they say to some people would be like absolute bonkers, but actually you think about what they say and maybe you might experience something that they've been, they say it kind of makes you think, well, actually, I don't know. Is it real or not? Like, it's just, it's just so crazy. Like and it's going back to tape, since this is obviously a, a tape fucking podcast at this point. Um, mm. He, he talks a lot about God and yeah. his arguments resonate with me, man. Like I, he's not making arguments based off of proving that God exists, but his arguments for why you should follow God fucking resonates with me, man. Um, mm. But when it comes down to, does he exist? You know, like, so, okay. I was a pretty devout Christian. I, if I had to like label myself as something now, I would choose agnostic because I'm not saying that none of it exists. I just don't know which one or what exactly, which I think mm. is a very fair position to take. 
Um, and what really shook me though, and put me or got me going in that direction was really the question of, did God create us or did we create God? You know, I've explained, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I would go to church and they would have a praise and worship. Uh, that's what they would call it. Praise and worship time or whatever. And then, you know, mm. they're band on the stage playing guitar, praise and worship music. Everyone's hands are in the air. You know, some people are crying. Some people are, you know, yelling out um, because they've just been freed from a burden that they had carried. It's like this wonderful, beautiful fucking energy in the room. And, and that's what they would call God's presence. And I've experienced that and I felt it and I can get why anyone that experiences that would believe in God. But what I wonder is, is that God or is that something that we created in our mind? Because we're standing here together, unified, worshiping mm. this thing together. You know, we're all uh, it's like this, you're, this feeling of fellowship. Yeah, you're telling yeah. yourself to, that there's something there. So you're believing yeah. it. And there's nothing wrong. And everyone believes it believes in it there no one's questioning mm. it everyone kind of looks down on people that do you know so you all are unified and there's no problem with never questioning it you're allowed to just accept it and continue to worship god forever and never question anything so that that really messed with me um when i really started thinking into it because instantly the first reaction would be like god's real you know but i had to like calm myself down like hey listen you're not hurting anybody. You're just asking yourself some questions and trying to figure things out. You know, it's just, yeah, it's not, it's, it's okay. You know, but I will say that the most peace I've ever had was when I was like fully committed in the Christian faith. And I've probably mm. had a lot of lack of peace since. However, I feel that that might be because of how I was raised. I was raised as a devout Christian. I was raised that it's wrong to say fuck and shit and bitch and all that. And I was raised that it's wrong to smoke pot. Don't ever sip on beer, you know? And then I jumped off the deep end and went and joined the fucking army and, you know, fuck, 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 nicotine, alcohol, fucking bitches, mm -hmm. having a blast. Um, not saying that's a good lifestyle. Maybe when you're 18, but not when you grow up, but um, that's really what shook my faith. And then when you start to look at some of the methods that are used now, I'm not saying that every church does this and I don't have any problem with anyone that chooses to be a Christian, but I've certainly witnessed myself what I would consider fear tactics. You know, you will burn in the pits of hell if you don't accept Christ as your Lord and savior. I'm telling you this because I care about you. I want you to go to heaven. Okay. Mm. Now I believe that that person does believe that. But why is that the scripture? Why is that the case? And, you know, they're just being a good person. They actually mean that. They're telling you, they're actually trying to save you. Like, that's a homie. Mm. But why were they taught that? Why? Yeah, does, but at one point, yeah. they didn't believe it. They, they was told themselves as well. Yeah. And that, and that person was told. That person. So it's all going down to someone being, like, it could, it, like you say, you could either believe it's, real and that's fine or you could go back to like like you say when you're younger you learn you, you're being told things all the time like that vape that you got in your hand there 
you're told that's a vape. So if someone was to keep telling you that that's a vape, you know, you, well, you're led to believe that that is a vape. So if someone keeps telling you there's a God, you're going to believe there's a God the more you get spoken to about it. But no one actually knows where it originates from because no one can go back that far. They like there's no one alive on this planet that actually knows. We only know what we've been told by that person before us and that person before them and that person before them. <clears throat> but how do you know that they haven't someone down the line has just not made this up just to give some people hope? Like or something to something to look forward to or because without it, you just wouldn't know, would you? Right. I think we're a big body. I feel like we're one entity. We're all connected and we're all working towards the, the same goal, but none of us know what the fuck it is. Like, mm. we build off of each other. <laughs> each other. History. We... Sorry. If we didn't teach our young, then we wouldn't be here today. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have the technology we have if we didn't learn from generations before us. If we didn't figure out how to make fucking fire, you wouldn't have enough. You know what I mean? And like mm. from there to here. And now that's where I can <clears throat> see some evidence of evolution. Now, I'm not saying that like it's actual evidence or or whatever, but like if you pay attention. <coughs> And you notice we invent, we invent fire to stay warm, cook food, things like that. All the yeah. way to the point where we have electric ovens and stoves and crock pots and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> <coughs> that was a process of evolution. And what if that could be applied to all facet, facets of the world? But then again, even if evolution is true, <clears throat> well, geez, man, like the common Christian argument would be that something had to start it. You know, if you drive down the street and you see buildings, they didn't just build themselves. People had to go build them. So mm. like, which is fair in my opinion, it's a very practical yeah. argument, but, but who and why, why, like, why, why does God have to make a whole civilization just to worship himself wouldn't you call that a narcissist and if he's god immortal infinite all-knowing wouldn't that kind of narcissistic desire be beneath him why do we have to worship him why do we go to burn to hell if we don't choose to put ourselves beneath him but do we do we have to <clears throat> worship him like do they or do they feel they they have to because they want they feel that it will give them passage to heaven <clears throat> well that's where the fear thing comes in because technically <coughs> technically you can only go to heaven if you truly received christ as your lord and savior like you truly believe right not just saying the words like you have to believe and that's the whole thing so <clears throat> it's kind of like, am I believing hard enough? Like, am I, mm. am I there yet? 
you know, like, and <clears throat> I think for most people, they just say the right things, do the right things because they're afraid, not <clears throat> only of hell, but the scorn of their peers and, you know, people around them. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> but I mean, there could be a, com- <clears throat> a very, I'm dying. I should not be doing this thing anymore. You need to get you need to get rid of that thing, mate. <laughs> I only it's not like I cough like that all the time. I only cough when I do it. And then then after like a few minutes, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's a bad idea. I should probably throw I, qu- I I quit I quit smoking and vaping about six, seven years ago. It's the best thing I ever did. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't call myself a smoker or a vapor. This has CBD in it. It's not nicotine or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Supposed to get you high, but I have not quite felt anything from that yet. So I might just stop vaping. I was going to say, it's, it's, it doesn't look like you're getting you high. It doesn't look like it's doing any good for you either. <laughs> no, it's scarring my lungs. That's what it's doing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> it is a mind fuck, man. All of it. Because, like, while all that's going on, <coughs> your kid's probably playing Minecraft, and that's her biggest concern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's worried about finding those diamonds, man. She ain't worried about the problems of life. <laughs> Don't you wish you could just go back to being a kid for just one day and just not having any care in the world? <laughs> Like, because you just don't know, like, because we're adults, we can't do that anymore. You're still going to be what you're just naturally going to worry about something. There's going to be something. But when you're a kid, you just, there was nothing. Everything was done for you pretty pretty much. Yeah. Like, just to live that day one more time. It's pretty sweet. Not worried about death because you're so far away from it. (laughs) Just having fun. You know, you just don't think you just don't think about it, do you? It's not what something that crosses your mind until you get, oh, I don't know, probably in your twenties, thirties, maybe. Or, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it starts in. Or unless <clears throat> someone around you dies at a young age, and then you think, Ooh. but then you think probably think about it for a bit, and <laughs> it'll leave your mind. It'll leave your mind after a while because life gets on top of you, and then you completely forget about it. Well, until until it pops up again. Yeah, it's a, uh, and that's another thing. Like the fear of death isn't just for myself. It's like re- realizing that <clears throat> you're going to watch your mother and father die, you know, and you're going to watch people very close to you that you care very much about mm. pass away, you know. Or what about like just being distant, man? Like. Not being near your family. I don't know about everybody, but for me, I'm a I'm a pretty big family guy. So I, I like to be close to family. But my mom's all the way in Iowa. And I'm in Tennessee. And I don't like that. But like eventually we'll figure something out. You know, but it's like realizing that you're gonna have to watch these people that have always been there for you your whole life, 30, 40 years, die. And like, you know, I've talked to my mom about it because her mom passed. And that was horrible for her. I mean, she was really, it it was a really hard thing to get through for her. 
um, which I, of course, completely understandable. But like one thing that she would tell me is like, it, it really makes you realize your mortality when you watch your parents, <clears throat> when you watch your parents die, because man, when you watch your parents die, the people that have been with you forever, it's, and you know, they're almost like immortal in your mind, you know, and then they die. It's like, whoa, you're next, buddy. And how do you contend with that? How do you deal with that? How do you, how do you make peace with your father dying or your mother dying mm. or your brother or God forbid your kid? Like, how do you get through the fact that we only experience this in a very temporary way and that everyone else is in the same boat? How do you, I don't know. That's a tough uh, question for me. I suppose you won't know until until it, it you, you have to experience it yourself, which is something you you you, you wish that would never you never have to, but you kind of have to. I think the older you get, the more you start to realize that these things are going to start happening, and you are going to have to be like strong and yeah, because initially it's it's going to break you in it but you've got to try and live 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 through it um yeah um and there'll be other people in your family that are not as strong as you and you know you got you got to pull it together for them as well yes and i think that's the answer um it was the same thing when i broke up with uh my italian girlfriend mm. i still talk to her today it every day basically i don't think there's ever been a day we haven't talked since i met her mm. <laughs> Um, and she's a very, very good friend of mine, but it, it just kind of came down to the fact that she was an Italian woman that has her whole life built in Italy. And that's where she's just that, like, that's, that's her life. Her family's there. And my life while hasn't been built yet. I intend on building it near my family. And so like, even mm -hmm. if things progressed and we got married, it's like one of us would always be unhappy either she'd be away from her family or i'd be away from mine and so we both you know made the decision that we were going to end it once i left italy and that was hard to fucking deal with man i mean i was destroyed like i loved her you know mm. but the way i get through it because i'm still going through it even six months later is i do it for her like that's what I told her I was like I'm gonna get over you for you because I don't want you to have to worry that I'm not like ever gonna be okay like I'll be fine I don't want you to worry about that I want you to make peace with that like I want you to have peace that mm. you know and that's the same thing like I'm gonna continue living and thriving for that person that I love that died or in her case is no longer in my life right like that person that died I'm going to live for them i'm not going to give up and cry and whine and go into depression i'm going to be the best dad i can be i'm going to be the best brother i can be be the best friend i can be try to help people try to do good things like you're gonna fuck up but if you see a piece of trash on the ground just by picking it up and throwing it away we all have a very minuscule little part in this whole thing but if you make you if you take your minuscule part very serious and you really try to make it as good as you can manage, because of course you're gonna fuck it up some. Like that's we're humans, you're gonna fuck it up. But if your goal is to keep trying to help and keep trying to make things better, 
I think that's how you get through that. It's it goes back. It actually goes back to how we started this all off. Mm. You know, by getting getting through that depression requires you to be selfless by doing thing by doing it for other people. Like I'm getting out of this for everyone else, not for me, right? For everyone else, because just for it's got to be bigger than me. I can't get through this if it, if it's just about me. You yeah, know? it's true. Because there's, you know, people, there's, there, there, you might have people that depend on you or people that are close to you that if 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 you're down, it brings them down as well. So you're not only, like, making their life sad. Uh, no, you're not only making your life sad, you're making their life sad as well. So you kind of have to be uh, selfless to think of others as well. Because uh, these people are important to you in life. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy how it. You don't find it crazy how that we started off on a topic, and it 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 everything goes around. Yeah, like the whole everything we spoke about, it will always go round back to this thing you started, because everything, like you say, everything comes in like pairs. So if there's a good, there's a bad. There's a start. There's an end. And there's, it's and it's all linked. Everything is linked somehow. That's the thing. That's the thing about a circle, is uh, is a circle, a long line that is shaped into a circle, and it's it's still a line. It's just shaped into a circle, or is a circle this thing, and where does it start and where does it end? Just goes on forever. Where does it start and where does it end? If the if the universe is infinite. It never started. How the fuck does it make sense that this shit never started and that it's never going to end? What? There's always a start and end to everything, but not to the universe. No, but is there? You think it's a simulation? (laughs) You don't know, do you? (laughs) Yeah. Because if it is a simulation, you could, you know, that actually, like, I know when you say that this whole thing's a simulation, people instantly are like, you know, fuck that shit. But at the same time, if you really think about it, this is kind of like a simulation. And if it's a simulation, a simulation of what? And why are we doing a simulation? Is it because we're infinite beings that are bored? Or are we preparing for something? What, what is the point of a simulation? Mm. It's, the, it's, it's also the not knowing in it, like not knowing what's to come. You just don't know, do you? Uh, no, you yeah, can, and that's the you, fear. You, you, only, you only know what you know now and what you've learned, but tomorrow's another day and t- tomorrow could bring something completely different. You might yeah. think you're going to go do what you're going to do tomorrow, but if you actually think it, at any point, your life could just change within an instant literally within an instant your whole life can change i might think tomorrow i'm going to go and see my brother at a boxing match because my brother's fighting tomorrow he's got his uh next fight he's got a title defense i at this moment in time in my life right this second that's what i believe i'm doing tomorrow but something might come up i'm pretty sure it won't but there's always something that's that's the thing you just don't know that's you, you spend 
think you spend something like 80% of your life waiting for something because that's even down to waiting for the kettle to boil. You spend a lot of your life sleeping Damn, and waiting. Dude. That is, imagine how much of your life you waste doing that. That's the thing. Your life is literally waiting, sleeping, and doing, and then also not knowing because you can't predict anything. You can't, well, you can predict stuff. That, that, that's a lie. You can predict something, but that ultimately comes down to luck, doesn't it? Well, it's it's luck and knowledge. So you can, so prediction, you can't predict anything, I don't feel, with 100% certainty, but you can make an educated guess about what's going to happen. Mm. Um but at any point, something could make that change at any point. Yeah. And the reason that you can't 100% predict the future is because the only thing that technically exists is the present. The future does not exist yet. The past exactly. does not exist. That's mm -hmm. just up here. That's not anywhere else. You can't go to the past. You can't go to the future. Well, I guess you no. can go to the future. You just got to wait. But um, yeah. You go, the past, the future does not exist, only the present. So in a way, it kind of goes back to that immortality thing. We are immortal. It's just at some point, you stop existing. Like I, like in the present, since the present is the only thing that exists, and mm. you're alive, you're immortal in the present. But then do you stop existing? How do you know? We don't know. Well, you stop existing on Earth. Physically, physically. Physically, yeah. But we don't know what's 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 to come next, if there is anything. That's yeah. the whole mind fuck to it all. Well, that's always the, the fear. It's the not knowing. <laughs> well, and like, the not knowing is uh, a lot of times what scares us more than anything. The anticipation is usually way worse than the actual thing. Like, I, I can, you know, as an example, um, there was never a jump I wasn't afraid of, you know, I've had some that I was a little more afraid of than others. And then actually I take that back. I'd say in airborne school, I stopped really giving a fuck because uh, it's like a week and you do five jumps in that week. Mm. And so when you're doing it that frequently, it's like going to the mailbox. Um, but anyways, I would always kind of worry, like, you know, what if my fucking parachute doesn't work? What if I hit the ground wrong? <laughs> what if, you know, whatever. But it's That's not, why I've not happens. done it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Most of the time, you're going to be fine. And the way I would calm myself down is, like, talking to myself. Like, look, motherfucker. Like, there, there was, like, one injury last year out of how many airborne divisions with how many people in it. And you're that worried about it. Like... You're not, you're going to be fine. Usually when people get hurt, it's because they did it. They did something wrong. So like, just do the right things, man. Just my, the way I reassure myself is like talking to myself, but then also going through all the steps like, okay, I'm going to jump. And then what's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to count to six and keep my chin tucked. And then after that, I'm going to look up, check gain at peaking, canopy control, 
look around at your jumpers, make sure you're not falling faster than everyone else. Identify like when you hit 250 feet, you know, drop your ruck. Okay, direction. I'm floating to the north. Okay, I need to prepare, you know, rotate. And then, then you, you know, land correctly. Like I, I would just kind of go through the steps. That would help me make it less mm -hmm. like a hopeless, you're going to die thing and more of like a practical, here's a plan thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but the anticipation of something is usually way worse than it is. And that's what I wonder. I wonder if that'll hold true with death. If the anticipation, like, I, I feel like we're probably pretty safe to say that dying is going to suck. I think we're more afraid of the dying part than the being dead part. Because, like, once you're dead, you're dead. The dying is the suffering. You know, like, mm. your heart slowing down. Can't breathe. And it's like, also, you feel that everything you've lived for is gone. You've lost it. You've built up this, you know, you've got, you know, you've, you bought a car, you bought a house, you've had kids, a wife, or whatever you've done, you know what I mean? And it's gone. It's all been taken away from you. So it's, so, it's in some ways you kind of think, why would you put yourself through all this in the first place if you was to think of that at the start? Because you don't think of this. You only talk about these things very rarely. It's, you don't talk about death every day, do you? It's not no. something. That and that's why I love the podcast because we can talk it, about whatever the hell we want. You, you just don't talk about it. So yeah. before I had, before I had all the stuff I've got now, I didn't think of it like that. But now you, you and also a fear of losing. You, your fear of losing everything you've got because that is what you live for. You live for these things, and that's your fear of losing it all when you're gone. But then you also hope that when you do go, that your stuff that you've built up and got protected, someone else will then follow that on for you, like your kids, let's say. This is why, this is why a lot of people have children, because you build up your little empire to pass pass it on to them and hope that they will do the same and they they will do the same for their kids and then their kids will do the same for their kids that's that's how a lot of people do it but then you also have these people that are like they won't have families they won't have anything they will just literally travel the world they're, they're their own free spirit and they will just live off god's like what they would say god's land or the you know mother nature and all it's such it is just i don't know i mean i've i've got to the certain age now where i've kind of i'm not really afraid anymore i was but i'm not anymore because i feel the more i used to worry about it the worse it would make me feel so i've learned to just be think do do what you want to do live your life when it's your time it's your time and i've learned to accept that now that seems to be the resounding answer when i asked jlex how a non-christian could find peace with death 
he said you should let life catch you while you're living or let death catch you while you're living mm-hmm. i thought that was actually a pretty profound sentence because i, I like that sentence i like that yeah because if you just focus on living and you try to stave off the thought of death then you're happy man and like yeah because you're you not can thinking just live about, are you and it, when it happens it happens it's just it will catch you off guard yeah and it's, it's like yeah it sucks but mm. at least you lived yeah and instead i think of, there are certain... instead of living your life in fear of it and trying to stop yourself from it happening you're wrapping yourself up away from everything yeah. you will just do that I think. Yeah. And I think there are certain riches that can be I, I don't know, man. I, actually it's it's kind of hard to say like what what does it even fucking matter if you're a good or bad person? Like ultimately, if this is all temporary and you die anyways. But what if prepare yourself. This is going to be a really trippy thought. What if heaven Okay. What if heaven has certain requirements that your soul has to meet certain criteria before it's compatible with heaven and it can't make its way into heaven? Like you, you like by whatever fucking science might exist out there, heaven can you, if your soul is not compatible with heaven, your soul cannot enter heaven. And so what if earth, what if we re, we do reincarnate? What if we do reincarnate in you only reincarnate if your soul is not compatible. And until then, you just keep reincarnating until you figure it out. And the way you make your soul compatible is by realizing certain truths, like, you know, um, giving, like becoming a, a good person in the sense that you attempt selfless acts. Like you're trying to help people. You're trying to lift people up. You're, you're, you're loving people. You're building a family. You're trying to nurture your children. You're, you're being the best person you can be for the right reasons. Then your soul through that process of becoming that transforms into something that becomes compatible with heaven. And then Mm -hmm. that's how you get to heaven. That's a really trippy thought. And like, I think I just invented my own like side religion, but what do you what do you think about that though? I can't. I get it. I do. I do. I because you know, there's people that are like they start their lives off as like I don't know, bad people. You'd call them because they do stuff that just isn't right to everyone else. But yet, one day they do find peace with themselves, and they become good. They can become good people. But yet, everyone knows them as horrible or just someone they don't even want to associate themselves with. But something tells this person or something in their head makes them think, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I need to find peace. I need to find, and this is where in the, the is it, you call it a jail, don't you? The jail system or prison system. Yeah, you you hear you hear or see a lot of the inmates. You know, a lot of them. Yes, they have done wrong, um, but 
inside there they have a lot of time to themselves to think about things and you can let your mind just just expand and open up and then you do find that a lot of these people they they turn to um a religion um to hopefully help they, they want to get acceptance from someone again because us humans won't accept them for who they are so they're going to try and uh be good in their mind to try and get accept acceptance for what they might think is the next life or some or or or, or something or for someone to actually let them in in their mind because their mind obviously led them astray beforehand and now they are trying to be a better person in the, in themselves which would kind of go with how you was kind of saying it in in that sort of sense if i i don't know if you if you if you feel that the same i'm not sure I do. And I feel that way because I watched a documentary uh, where they were going and talking to people that were spending the rest of their life in prison. And this one dude reads books and he says that he isn't in prison. Like he, his body physically is here in the cell, but his mind is free from prison. He escapes here through these books. He puts himself into the books and, you know, he, imagines things and he envisions things and um, that's how I guess he copes with his incarceration mm -hmm. but the way he you know described it um, it really lines up with what you're saying so yeah I think there's something to that yeah I do have you ever Hopefully. thought about um being selfless though like you ever is it possible for us to truly be selfless isn't there always something in it for us even with sacrifice that's a good point um i think i think deep down you are all ultimately are going to be thinking of yourself i mean i i i'm a very if yeah I, I i'm a very friendly person you you've probably noticed that over the but is that because past. you're good or is that because that's what benefits you the most i don't know because there's there's times where like i I do it just because I want to do it. I I want to be good. I want to I want to be a nice person. I want I want to I want people to obviously like me or think think that I'm a good person. I wouldn't want people to think that I'm a bad person. So I will go so sometimes I do go out of my way to help people and not necessarily I want anything back from them, but maybe some 
I suppose you make, make, well, yeah, you kind of do because you'd kind of want that person to respect you, and that's still getting something out of them. Because yeah, that's my point, and I'm actually really interested in talking to you about this because you sound a little bit like me, um, and I've been uh, ambushing motherfuckers with this shit. <laughs> hey there guy <laughs> um and it happened again what the fuck were we talking about selflessness oh right 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 yeah it's lit. okay so this is a tough question but i think that truths should apply to everything even the most extremist situations so if we can find the truth here Mm-hmm. then we'll find okay whatever anyways so um i'm gonna call him a russian soldier because everyone fucking hates russia right now uh, so hopefully i don't get canceled but just take a generic i'm joking uh, but just take a generic example of a soldier dying for his fellow countrymen like say uh, infantry platoon breaches a building and somehow a grenade gets on the floor, a guy jumps on it, you know, eats it for everybody else. How could you then apply that same idea that everyone's selfish? Um, how could that possibly, how could you possibly selfishly jump onto a grenade that's going to end your life? And so I started thinking about it. But what about, we humans like to portray a self-image. You have a way of being or no, you have an appearance that you like to maintain. Um, Conscious, subconscious, it's just kind of, it's what we do. Like, you know, and it changes, like in front of certain people, you know, you're a nicer person. Then you get on Xbox Mm. and talk shit to 12 year olds on Call of Duty. Then you, you know, like you, there's so many different ways that you decide to express yourself or show yourself to the world. Um, And I think that it's possible, and I'm not saying that it is, and I always like preface this with, I do, of course, respect, you know, people that and, and appreciate the sacrifice that they did make. But I'm just yeah. trying to figure out the fucking truth here, man. Like it could could someone that jumps on a grenade potentially be trying to contribute to their self-image that's going to live on, you know, or maybe they have become because in the military, a lot of times they kind of want to erase your individuality so that you guys kind of merge into this like one thing, you know, that's like the perfect team is like just one entity. Um, So what if they were so effective at that, that you almost felt like everyone else was you and you cared more about that part of you living on than you. I don't know, man. It's me. And you know, at the same time, duality, right? Like there's two of everything. Um, it's impossible for everything to be the same, right? Like there, there's no absolutes, mm-hmm. right? There's no like, this is the only answer. So maybe there is potential for selflessness. Maybe in very specific situations, selflessness does exist. Like, and maybe you find that through religion. Maybe you do find that through sacrifice. Like even the Bible says uh, no greater love there is except okay i'm paraphrasing but no there's no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his friends you know mm-hmm. that's a very popular verse in the military actually um and it's so true you know because like you guys are always together and everything and then 
you know, when shit hits the fan and you find your opportunity to keep everyone else alive. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's in a mo- in a moment like that, though, it's like it's a split second decision, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and- a lot of times you've already worked through this in your head. So when you get into that, you've already thought about what am I going to do if I have to do that? You know, so then when you get there, that decision's already been made. Mm. And the military uses conditioning a lot of times, um, because if I were to stick you in a high pressure situation that you have no experience dealing with, um, there's a good chance you might just freeze up or do something completely wrong. Uh, But, you know, people thinking that they just freeze up, like you can train that you can train what to do in very intense situations. Um, you know, and as long as you train it, when you find yourself in an instinct mode, you fall back on your training. Mm. So maybe you could condition that to self, but no, I'm not going to say that. Cause I I've heard stories and I've known people that have been overseas and everything and have been in those situations and, it's more than that. It's not, I, I kind of feel like you have to have been in that situation to really find that truth. I don't yeah, think you're not going to be can. around to find out afterwards, are you? Yeah, well, yeah, that, but I mean, like, I'm talking about just being in the room with the guy that jumped on the grenade, you know, seeing his selfless act. And because it's weird, because although, yeah, verbal communication is the primary way to communicate. We have Mm -hmm. body language. We kind of get certain energies we feel from people. We have this weird, like, I'm not going to say we're telepathic. Like, I can't just go, and then you're going to understand what the hell I just said in my head. But (laughs) (laughs) Cheeseburgers. Taco Bell. Imagine if this was a podcast right here. (laughs) We just stare at each other, dude. (laughs) Okay, wouldn't you, need, you wouldn't need the internet if telepathy was that strong, you know? <laughs> but, um... That's crazy. Yeah. So, maybe to truly find that truth, you would actually have to be the guy that jumped on the grenade and then have time to analyze it after, which, you, of course, you wouldn't. But no. just being in the same room and seeing that guy, maybe you can kind of feel what he's feeling. And find it but those guys aren't worried about that they're not sitting there their buddy just died they're not thinking like why did he do it you know they're thinking like oh my god you know yeah so i don't know dude life's a mind fuck bro but then it's also it could also be did that guy have um wife and kids and the other guys he was with all did maybe for he would take that he already pre-thought to himself he would he wants to get them guys home before himself well maybe he but then would... there's on the flip side what if he had wife and kids and then he still fought like that and it's like then is he not thinking about his family well okay yeah it's so um... like so many different like answers and ways you can think about it and it's like for someone to do that in the first place it is just it just amazes me i mean yeah you'd like to you would like to think you would do that for your best friend wouldn't you you'd like to think you'd do that for your wife and kids 
and I would say it now. I, I, if it was down to myself or my wife or my child, I'm going to choose me. I'm going to make sure I'm the one that protects them because that's what I believe in myself. And I believe that that's what I should do because that's, that's what I believe I, that I, 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 that was something I just would I would do. I mean, I I would like to hope I never have to come. It would never have to come to that. But I think people do accept that in life already. Like that, when you grow up, things will happen in your life, and you'll just you think you're gonna you've got a choice, and you 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 would choose you're gonna choose you over them. But then there's some people that wouldn't. They would, they would want to tempt that with fate and go. You know, it, if it happens, it happens. If or they would run away from that situation. I don't know. It's just there's so many answers, so many questions. It's like life's it's, the ultimate test. I it's don't the... know. If we, yeah, it is. It is. It's that that life is the hardest thing that'll ever be thrown at you. Like some someone could say to you, go and do a twenty mile run in under a certain time, and you're going to think that's hard. But life will throw something at you even harder than that. Yeah, life is the hardest thing that gets thrown at you, and it's also the only thing you have. Yeah, it's like life. Life is harder than like the hardest game you'll ever play. Like you'll get. You'll get like easy, normal, hard, extreme, skull and crossbones. You don't want to be doing that stuff. But then life is even higher than that because it can throw anything at you at any given time. But it's like we're in our own computer game. And you're playing as player one. Yeah. We are living a game. I believe. I believe we are. That is that is what life is. Life is a game, and we just live is, it. I get what you're saying. I I do get what you're saying, but and it does seem that life gets compared a lot to video games or a simulation or something. But a game implies entertainment, maybe. But what could be some of the other reasons that this video game is being played or this simulation is being ran what could we be preparing for what could why are we doing this what's there to gain okay so like let's put let's flip it around so let's say that you had the ability to create your own little planet of creatures and um <laughs> you made it like a simulation and everything it's a new game it's called sims it's it's the sims game but like version fucking 78 and you know you have the perfect simulation what would you use it for because like it's massive if you think about it right couldn't be for one person like that's way too much entertainment the hell are you going to do with a whole planet of people that are like infinitely being born and dying and what you know like <laughs> what's the point why To level up, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that 
I'm not saying there's someone up there playing this game. Like I, I just feel like it is because there's so much that's test. You're being tested every day. That's what like a almost like a game is. It's it's testing you all the time to make you better because you're always trying to level up. You're always trying to achieve something. You're always trying to be a better you, let's say, or a better person, or you're trying to um, one-up someone. And you would do that in 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 a game, whether it be a, a good game, bad game, or a fantasy or whatever. It's, it, it's just different ways of thinking it uh, it's just yeah I, I don't know I'm just I'm still unsure I don't I don't really know what's what's next like what 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 what's what's next to come I'm still I'm still unsure I still haven't found that in my head I still haven't let it uh, let it come to pass yet I'm still like trying to learn yeah process it i think that's all of us man it's so hard to really think think it through um one thing that you could ask yourself okay all right so if you don't have a religion sir then mm-hmm. why do you choose to be nice why do you choose to be a good person is it just because like obviously being a law-abiding citizen is what would be best for you um or is it it's like ultimately nothing fucking matters if Mm. if you don't have religion which provides meaning a lot of times so if you don't have meaning or okay if you don't believe in any kind of entity then ultimately life is meaningless right like nihilism like you could be good you could be bad no one's going to remember in 300 years anyway, so fuck it. Like, mm. why? True. So without it, though, and where do you get your meaning from? Why do you choose to be the way you are? Mm. I don't know. I think it's because I just feel I want I want to be better than people that are that than people that might be around me or how how I was like from when I grew up since like when I've grown up and now I've tried to better myself I'm always trying to be better than the next person so you're competitive um, yeah I, I would say I'm competitive yeah um, and I'd also I don't know because I just think you see a lot of bad around, but you just, me personally, I just don't want to be, I, I just can't be that way. I've, you know, I could try, but I don't want, but some, there's something that tells me that I shouldn't. Yeah, there so, is. But I don't know what that something is. I don't either. And I, I call whether it's that same something or if it's a different something inside of us. Um, the Christians would probably call it a spirit of discernment or the Holy Ghost or something like that. 
I, I personally, though, I do think that we all have something inside of us that's kind of like a bullshit detector. And we're able to really pick apart, like, okay, so you may not, so like, let's say that I'm very witty and I'm very good at articulating my thoughts and I'm really good at an argument and debate and everything. And I have, and I am wrong. I have a wrong idea that I am arguing for. And let's say that you're a dumb person or something and you you aren't very good with your words. Or, um, and then I'm arguing against you with my dumb idea. You may not be able to beat me in the argument, but deep down, you still know whether you're wrong or I'm right. Like you, you like, okay, even if you were the one with the bad idea, you would be able to know that you are wrong. You may not want to be wrong. You may not want to accept that. But deep down, there is a voice there somewhere that's telling you the truth. And the more you listen to it, the louder it gets. The less you listen to it, the quieter it gets. Same thing with doing bad shit. I don't know if you've ever had something where for your, most of your life, this was considered a bad thing. And then you did it and you may have felt really guilty about it, bad about it, whatever. And when you keep doing it, you eventually get over it and get used to it, you know? But, and that's because you stopped listening to that, whatever that was inside of you, telling you um, not to do that bad thing. So you stop listening to it, it starts shutting up. It stops talking as much, you know? It's, mm -hmm. that, what's that saying? Um, we all have two wolves inside of us. Feed the one you want to grow or some shit like that. Um, that, that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you stay up late, man. Yeah, I mean, I will be going to bed soon. <laughs> and you don't, you don't even have a coffee. Oh, I try not to drink coffee after twelve p.m. Even though you stay up super late. Yeah, I just, I, I'm not a morning person. I'm, I'm an evening person. I always have been. Um, I would like I'll get up in the morning I tend to drink a pint of water water as soon as I get up with a multivitamin tablet and a cod liver oil um, wait so multivitamin and what? a cod liver oil what's that? it's uh, it's like another type of thingy but it's good for your bones and um, nice your mobility, mobility and all we're so, so vitamin deficient. That's a that's a good habit, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, this this is quite a recent habit. I've been doing it religiously now for probably a good part of this year, and I'm going to try and stick to that. So, uh, and then sometimes I have a coffee in the morning. Sometimes I don't. Um, I try and stay away from having um, milk in my coffee now. I just have it black now. Cuts out the, just to cut out the dairy a little bit. I mean, I love dairy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't want dairy in my life. But if I have, if I don't have it in my, if I see it as if I don't have it in my coffee, I can have it with something else later. Yeah. So I'm not having dub. I'm not having the double. Um, and then I try not to have caffeine after twelve. Uh, I have the odd energy drink every now and then if I feel like I need it just as a pick me up. But I find if I have too much sugar, I I get really really hyper, and then I 
go on a major crash. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like super tired. Uh, it's, a, it's a smart move, I think, to... It's happening again. Hold on, hold on. I got it, though. I got it. It's a smart move to cut caffeine out after lunch because yeah man I, I don't know about you but sometimes i'll just be laid in my fucking bed staring at the damn ceiling man like can't can't fall asleep and i think it's because of that i drink a lot of caffeine yeah it, it is hard because then you then all you're doing is your mind is just working overtime because you've yeah. got the you've got this you've got this buzz inside of you and that's the worst time because then you start thinking about things. Well, um, <laughs> I agree. But let me uh, let me see. When did we start this? Like around mm, two hours ago, I think. A little over two hours. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. I, I can't um, even. I'm trying to see. It was about half 11 my time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I sent it to you. It's about yeah, we're a little over two hours now. So I guess we'll um work towards wrapping it up. But uh I think the what I want to wrap or the topic I'm gonna wrap this thing, yeah, that (laughs) um the thing I'm gonna wrap this up with. I've been asking um a lot of people this, and it's a very light topic. It's a very fun topic, actually. It's not so serious and it's I'm I'm really looking forward to this and I hope we pull it off. But uh at the end of 2023 or beginning of 2024, we want to have a vacation. And so if mm-hmm. I could sell you a ticket that would take you anywhere you want to go in the world, and it can be multiple spots, you can do whatever you want to do. And the ticket was three to five hundred dollars. What would you do and where would you go? Um, right. Because hmm. three to five hundred dollars ain't going to get you very far, is it? Uh, don't think about the money. This ticket is your golden pass that will give you access to any hotel, Airbnb, country, food, beer, anything you want. If you have this ticket, it's yours. Because hmm. there's a lot of places I'd love love to go to. Um, I w- I would love to go to Austria. Because I got a thing about snow. We don't really get it where I am. Um, mm. And I would love to go to a cold country. And I, I just, I know people that have been and they say it's just mind blowing. So good. And I, I've done snowboarding before. So I'd love to do that again. I'm quite an athletic. Mm. I say athletic. I like. I will try different sports. I'm. I'm someone who will just give it a go. Uh, and I, and <laughs> once I start, I'm the sort of person who will go and buy the full kit <laughs> and then do it a couple of times and then never do it again. <laughs> uh, I'm the same way, bro. I'm the same way. That's why I've been moving <laughs> slow with this. And like the most I bought was this damn microphone. That's the only thing, really. So, <laughs> um, I think so. So yeah, I think I'd like to start there, and then I'd like from there I might as well because if we was doing a trip, I would then want to go over to Germany. I'd love to visit Germany. Um, I I love their, I love their accent. I love the their history, culture, 
Um, that is just somewhere I, and it's not too far away. So like I say, I say this, like you're, you're giving me these options now. It's not something that I couldn't do now anyway, really. It's just save a bit of money and then go. But sometimes life yeah. gets in the way, doesn't it? So this is where well, you're. So that's the point. So, all right, all right, all right. yeah. Um, so you can have this golden ticket, sure. And you can have it for 500 bucks a month for 12 months. All right. <laughs> for 12 payments of $500 or pounds. Um, that's the thing. So I don't know if you could, but like if you could set aside an extra. Eh, I mean, you got a family, so maybe I don't know if you bring them or not, but you'd probably want to go more on the 500 pound end than the 300. But if you could somehow set that aside every month for 12 months. Where could you not go for six grand? And what could you not do for six grand, you know? Um, and I was thinking it'd be cool if we all did this as a group. Because as a group, I don't know about you, but when you're traveling other countries and shit, a lot of times, me, I kind of worry like, ah, fuck, am I going to get hung up at the airport? Especially during COVID times. Like, am I going to be able to get through? Um, and when you have a group of people that are like all, you know, just trying to make sure you get home. And then, you know, that's reassuring also go into a hotel um, or an Airbnb or something, you're probably going to save money. Cause if I'm going to a hotel and I'm bringing 10 people, I'm probably paying less. We're probably paying less for our rooms. If we're giving them 10, we're renting out 10 rooms or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then also just like for safety, you know, not that like we would want to go and fuck with people, but like people probably aren't going to come and fuck with us if there's like 10 of us, you know? Um, so it's kind of nice. I think it's just cool. And then you could be mm -hmm. as social or antisocial as you want. So like, say you did bring the wife or something and the kid and you decide like, yeah, you know, Hey guys, um, next couple of days, me and my wife, we're just going to like, you know, hang out and do our own thing. All right. And then after those are up and you want to go get shit faced with everybody <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> then it's all good, man. Like, I just think it'd be dope, dude. And we could fucking do it. We just got to, you know, be a little bit disciplined and fucking set the money aside. Mm -hmm. And um, I was thinking for me personally, uh, this is my idea of a vacation. So Amsterdam is my country that I'm pushing that we should go to at least for a couple of days so we can eat mushrooms. Um, <laughs> and then I was thinking, though, so pizza or that's his Xbox name, uh, Dre, the last guy that was on this podcast, mm -hmm. he is Al. Albanian. Albanian. Yeah, he's Albanian, but he actually, I mean, he's in the Air Force for America, but he has uh, an apartment, a car. Most of his family actually lives over there. And there's nothing like seeing a country from somebody that already lives there. So I was thinking we could go to Albania for a couple of days. He could show us around. We could probably crash at his fucking apartment or, you know, we could just get our own shit. I'm sure it's cheap out there. Then we could go to Amsterdam. Or wait, no, Germany. I think that's first. We could go to Germany and Czech, who's I think is gonna try to do this too. Um, he's German, you know, so he could show us we could go to Berlin or something. <laughs> then we could go to the UK and um see Max, get him really drunk. And then we can uh you could show us you and Green can show us the UK. And I don't know. Um <laughs> Maybe we can make those last a little bit longer than two days at each spot. I think that would be a blast, though. 
two weeks, man. Just go up and tear shit up. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've always said that I'd love to go to America. That's my dream. Um, yeah, or we, that, yeah, we could do it in America too. That is my. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna aim to go these places that I've already said already. I've only said two at a minute, but I'm already pre-planning on going to these places in my head. So I am work. I'm literally working my way up to America. America is like my all-time place I want to go to. Is just um, to visit, or like, would you ever want to become a citizen? Uh, I mean, I would love to be a citizen, but I just don't think it'd be possible because family and everything. It just it's it's too far away. You know what I mean? It's you're literally changing your whole life. Yeah. If I if I was a lot younger, then yes. If I was a lot younger and I didn't have a wife and a kid, and I had something that was like permanent based over there, oh yeah, I would leave. I I would leave tomorrow. That's what I want, Doug. Like that's the only reason I want to be fucking rich. I want to buy houses and shit, but not just for the sake of having them. Like, I think it'd be fucking dope if I had a car and I had like a state or a car or a home, like, like, let's say 10 homes all over mm. America. And then you just go like, yeah, I'm just going to go live in New York for a few months, man. But they're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go over to California. You know, like you, you, just, you just, just bounce around. Yeah, you just you just go to them places when they're at their best times. Yeah, dude, like it'd be sick. But you got to get rich. It's the only way you're, you're going to be able to do it. This is done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've got, uh, I am going to Greece next year. I've already Ooh. got that booked and paid for. That's ready I've heard to go. Of Mykonos is pretty fun, but also really pricey. Yeah. We're going to Rhodes, which is meant to be really nice. So quite looking forward to that. And then just trying to plan to just go some, a different place every year if we can. Like just save up. We're good at saving. So we, we could just save up and just book a new place every year and just see different things. Yeah. The only the only thing that worries me is I <laughs> I'm completely opposite to you. I hate planes. Cause I'm just scared. I get so anxious about going on a plane. Cause I just I I I, I don't like I don't hate I don't not not I'm okay with some heights, but then there's other heights where I'm like Nah, it's not for me. And then being in a plane and not having the control, that that freaks me out sometimes. It, I mean, and it know, does mess with me too, man. No, yeah, knowing that, knowing that the one place I want to go to is America, and it's going to be like over sixteen hours. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, well, I have I've been to Mexico. I have been to Mexico, but I was only sixteen at the time. Well, when you're a kid, you don't think about your mortality. No. Yeah, you don't think about what you're gonna lose or what you've got. Like, <laughs> nah. Now I'm like, shit, dog. <laughs> no. Well, so you know, my goal was to become a pilot, um, previously, but one thing I learned is you know how you move up, and the only way you get to the point where you're flying planes across the ocean is when you have like a metric fuck ton of flight hours like you're dealing if you're getting flown from europe over here 
the person flying that aircraft is one of the most experienced pilots out there you know yeah and the aircraft is reliable i mean that's that's a reliable vehicle you're in it doesn't just break down and they have plenty of procedures for every conceivable problem that could ever happen you know it's a very safe way to travel it does you do see it on the news like when they crash and shit like that but i mean out of how many flights there was one crash that's how many car crashes are are daily yeah yeah so um, that's how I need to look at it. That's how I need to look at it. I need to look you need at to it. talk to yourself like it's, I was saying. It's actually safe, safer to fly than it is to, to be on a train or in a car. It is, yeah. It is. That's crazy. A, I read this one article when I was young, and this lady was interviewing a pilot, and she asked him, like, are you ever afraid? And he's like, well, the only part I'm afraid of is driving to work. <laughs> then once I'm in the plane, I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That's how I need to look at it and think of it. And when I, when I think of stuff like that, I'll actually be fine. And I, I, and that's probably what I'm going to do now. You've kind of helped me yeah. think of it like that. Well, turbulence is also a very normal thing. It's not. It's actually to be expected. Not that something's wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, once and they're designed I, to one, handle that. Once I'm on the plane, I'm normally all right. It's like once you're up in the air and you're up in the air, you're, there's nothing that can be done. Then is there? Like, no. <laughs> they you can't just go oh let me out <laughs> um, they're just like yeah no worries over the door yeet <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they i don't know what i did on one of the trips was i i discovered that delta airlines provides free liquor on international flights <laughs> so i got nice. drunk as shit on that plane flight <laughs> or back home I think Man. that's what I'll have. I'll have a couple of beers before I get on just to steady my nerves. <laughs> Dude, this guy was hooking me up with fucking shooters and shit. And it got bad, though. And I, I was starting to get embarrassed because, mm-hmm. like, I, at that point, had a pretty high tolerance of alcohol. And these little, you know, fucking shooters of whiskey wasn't doing I I would have needed a lot more. <laughs> so I would go to different parts of the plane to ask because I didn't want to just keep going up to the same person over and over again so i go to the back be like hey uh excuse me can i uh, can i have two jack daniel shooters please i go to, like middle of the plane get two go to the front get two and then <laughs> eventually when i got to the front they got a little pissed because i was like in first class and so i guess they notified the pack that i was up there and the guy came or when i got back to my seat uh because i had asked for two more and when i got into my seat he was sitting there um, not in my seat, but next to it. And he's like, killing me, man. I'm like, why? He's like, you're getting way too drunk. He's like, here, you can have these two, but you're cut off after this. I'm like, okay. And then so I put on Mulan and got pissed, fucking royally pissed that there was no singing. That was what was so awesome about Mulan. <laughs> and then I went to Spotify and looked up the old songs, like from the original Mulan, and I went to the bathroom and I fucking cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got through my flight. <laughs> I'm a ridiculous piece of shit, man. But anyways, on that note, you want to wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, I do think it would be cool to meet up with you guys one day. I think be. it would be too. That's like the ultimate goal, isn't it? Like you spend so many so much time with these people 
over like voice. That's all you hear is a voice. And now we're actually seeing a face to a voice. And then one day we could actually meet in person. That's like, that's got to be the ultimate goal for a lot of people that, that, <clears throat> that, that do talk to people across the world. That initial, you just got to try and, like you say, you just got to pick a date, pick somewhere and everyone just save and then just go, right, we're going to do, do this and do it. Yeah. Well, it's That's exciting. Everything. It's exciting. And it's, um, it can be a little awkward. I, I will warn people about that before they come. Uh, Cause I've met up with like four people now from, or, yeah, four people now from Xbox. And mm. uh, it's always a little bit awkward in the middle or in the beginning, not the middle. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, it's always a little awkward just cause you're, you're used to the voice, but you're not used to seeing that face make that voice. And you kind of have to like get past that little initial awkward stage. And then mm -hmm. after that, it's all good. It's just like it always is. And it's, it's fun. But that's, but like, that's why yeah. this is good because I it agree. Gives yeah. You, yeah. It gives you that sort of boundary, common boundary of like, you sort of know roughly what they, so when you first meet, go to meet them, you know what they look like. So you know what you're looking for. You've already built a common ground together in something. And then uh, I'm very easy with people anyway. I'm quite, if, if there was a group of us and there was one person that looked a bit left out, I would gravitate to that person and make them feel comfortable with everyone else and bring them into the conversation. Mm. That's just something, that's just, that's the sort of person I am. I don't know why I am like that, but I just am. Um, so I wouldn't feel awkward at all, really. I would, <laughs> I'd probably go straight up and shake your hand. That's the sort of person I am. I, I always start a conversation with a man normally just to shake the hand <laughs> out of respect. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm similar, man. I was raised, you shake a hand, you shake it firmly and you look them in their eyes when you do it, you know? Yeah. And it's always stuck with me. Like, it's just, there's this one guy, this one old man at the church I used to go to. And every time I go up to him and shake his hand, he'd be like, you call that a handshake. <laughs> I call that a wet noodle. Try again. I'd shake his hand again. And he'd be like, you can do better than that. And then, then I, I'd actually squeeze and then he'd be like, I'll accept it. <laughs> That's a man. So shake. every single time, every week, I just get go up to him and just squeeze as hard as I could to try to hurt him so he would acknowledge my strength as a seven-year-old. To this construction worker you will accept me <laughs> i am a man <laughs> until his arm falls off <laughs> but it's um it's actually kind of funny when you do meet up for the first time because i don't think i've had one that wasn't interesting in some way like when we first meet so the first person i met was jack um i don't know how much interaction you've ever actually had with him uh but he used to be Mean Bean. I don't know if you heard about him and the team. Um, I've I think I've heard, yeah, but I don't yeah. think I met him. Well, he's a really big guy. Uh, he's got some muscle, some neck tats, you know. Mm -hmm. He's in a motorcycle club. Um, cool. Pretty rough, rough guy. Very good, nice guy, but, like, looks like, oh, I don't want to fuck with that guy, you know. Yeah. And he was also in the infantry, and he was my 2IC at the time basically my mohan back then 
And when I started talking about joining the army, he said, cause he was also an infantryman in the army. He's like, Hey, you actually go and do it, man. I, I will come to your graduation. I was like, what? And so no shit. I graduated and he came all the way from Texas with his wife and two kids in a pickup truck and uh, watched me graduate. And the thing is the, the way the ceremony was, was like, we all had to be at parade rest, uh, go to attention or whatever, and then back to parade rest. And he, he was like, walking around looking for me and i'm not used to him i only know his voice you know i'm not used to this six foot fucking six giant of a person <laughs> just like where's he at where's your hey brother good job man and i'm just like <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> thank you very much sir <laughs> and um then when i met up with this other guy you never met him his name we called him vager um he, we, we met up in Milan. He's a uh, college student and he's a broke college student, of course, because, you know, he's a college student and I was broke too, because I am not good at saving and whatever, but I did have a paycheck. So I got us fucking drunk as shit in Milan. <laughs> but um, when he saw me, he, there was canals. We went to like the party part of Milan mm. And there's like bars and clubs on either side of the canal. And then there's like little bridges that go over. He was standing on the bridge and he saw me and there's like thousands of people in the streets here. Like it's fucking jam packed. It's a part, it's party central, man. And so <laughs> he's, he thinks he sees me and I'm wearing like sunglasses and he keeps sending me pictures. He's like, Hey, is this you, man? Is this you? And he'd like take a picture of the crowd and like put a little circle around it I'm like, no no okay yes like damn i'm like a sniper man shut the fuck up uh, <laughs> and then i met up with philip or check over in check, germany yeah and um somehow he missed me coming off of the plane it's like i was coming out and they usually there's like a door or something that people you know are coming out of and that's like the only exit or whatever so you know where to stand if you want to meet someone. And so he was standing there waiting for me. And somehow I had gotten out and he didn't see me. And I didn't see him. So I don't I don't know what the hell happened. But then when we were texting, I was like, where are you at, man? You know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm standing here waiting. And I was like, hmm, where's he at? And Chuck's one of those people that if you've seen him once, you you will always know what he looks like. And I always make fun of his haircut. Because he has the split down the sides. And uh, okay. I just like, yeah, I just like to bust his chops for it because I think it looks dumb. But I saw him over there with that stupid ass haircut, bro, with the fucking hair just hanging off the sides. <laughs> and I walked up behind him. I stood next to him. He didn't like really noticed me. Yet, and I was like, hey, man, I heard you're waiting for a fat ass American. <laughs> and, <laughs> and without missing a beat, he looked at me and he's like, yeah, I am. It's like what? <laughs> no he's like, he recognized me, but he was just like going with it, you know. Um, <laughs> but so far, man, I don't think I've ever had any bad experiences with anyone I've met. It's always been a, a blast every time I link up with someone, man. So yeah, yeah, it's always fun to meet up with people that you spent, like you said, spent so much time talking to, because you you yeah. do build real friendships. I don't buy that whole shit that like people you make friends with on the internet are not your friends. 
They are, man. The only thing is you just haven't met yet. But like you guys yeah. still communicated and shared, you know, your beliefs and ideas. Lives. Yeah, your yeah. lives. You shared your lives. So you, you're friends, man. Like you're not close together, but yeah, whatever. I get that. Yeah, I definitely believe that myself. Mm. I'd love to. I'd love to meet uh, Mahan or Ian. Me too. It would be interesting. I'm surprised um, you two aren't met because you 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 live. Well, this is the thing. I see it as you both live in the same country, but I suppose you are. <laughs> I forget how big your country really is. Yeah, I'm it's basically not... the opposite end of Germany um, <laughs> from him. In your, from in your re- perspective. In retrospect, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, like, for me to go to see Green, it's probably about, I don't know, I'd probably say five hours drive. Oh, dude, if that was the case, I would have met up with Green already. Uh, yeah. Mohan's like 10, 11 hours away. Um, wow. I would go see him if I could cut out enough time to make it worth it. Like, I don't want to drive there on a Friday night, spend half a day, come back Sunday, and then have to work. Like, Yeah, for you, you yeah. two, you'd have to, like, maybe find somewhere that's in the middle and both get a flight there and just yeah. get a hotel. I'd drive, hotel. I'd, I'd drive there. You know, mm-hmm. I got a little Chevrolet fucking... Uh, it's that damn thing. Sonic. It's like the little fucking car. I could fart in that thing and go 30 kilometers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Call you Noddy. Noddy. <laughs> and Ian, he's um I, I was passing through Ohio to get to Tennessee from Indiana. And I actually passed right through his city. Uh, but he was working that day, and it just didn't work out. We weren't able to meet up and get lunch or uh, anything. But that sucks. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. There, we'll have to arrange something. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, man, end of December, beginning of twenty twenty four. One of those two. We're gonna we're gonna do it. I'm trying to convince as many people as I can because, like. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's fun to talk about and sit around and think about and shit. But like, if you don't actually save up, you're not going to be able to go unless you already have money, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I'm trying to motivate them enough to start. Cause I know like, like fucking Ephraim isn't going to just set up money aside and he's already got the money, but I already know he's not going to spend it. If it's going to impact his finances, like seriously <laughs> at all, you know? So <laughs> I'm trying to get him to save now so that we can all fucking get high and drunk as shit in Amsterdam. <laughs> I've, I've never been to Amsterdam, so yeah, I'd give it a, I'd give it a go. Yeah. Green's going to want Coke. <laughs> you already know that's that's the truth. Yeah. 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 Green's going to want Coke. I'm going to have to be the one that fucking babysits him. Because, uh, no, I'm gonna be babysitting you because you're gonna be high off your tit. <laughs> well, I don't do anything, uh, so I don't really fuck with the only things I really fuck with is shit that shakes up your mind, like weed, uh, mushrooms. I have done yeah, acid half a dozen times. That's not um, for me. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do coke or heroin or any of the the, the fucking crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 no. I'll stick to my beer. We'll just get drunk. Too, It'll be fun. It'll be fun. 
Oh yeah, I'll get shit faced with you. Fuck it. You know? That'll be, <laughs> be fun. like middle of the night lying on a bridge together talking about life. <laughs> but are you sure that you mean drunk when you say drunk? Do you do you, we have different definitions of drunk? Is my question. Because me and Check did. Mm, I I like the uh merry drunk that's how i like i don't like to get to the point where i'm thrown up i uh, i know I, I've, I've taught myself to like train myself not to get that drunk but you yeah. just don't know just you just don't know the situation like it depends how comfortable you feel i guess and how the night's going you just keep going don't you if you're having a good time you're just going to carry on but if yeah man you got to bust down that fourth wall and get yeah. through the vomit. Like once you get through the vomit and you're on the other <laughs> side of it, you're just getting more and more <laughs> fucked up. There's no, there's nothing left to vomit, you know? <laughs> and it, even if you do, you don't care anymore. So the only driving force is to drink more. <laughs> I'm keen. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, I think we probably should wrap it up here. Um and I, I really did enjoy this, even with your shitty microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. it actually wasn't that bad. Um, the, the audio is not that bad. It's it's actually good. I think it was just initially I heard the static. And that's what. Uh, yeah. But I haven't really heard any other static. It was just at the beginning. There was like a lot of static. I don't know. But Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How's staring at your phone, though? versus a laptop does it bother you at all or does it feel normal or well i've got it set up still got the laptop open turned off mm. so i've got it tilted up against it so it's kind of like it's just a smaller screen i mean yeah you stare at your phone all day long anyway so it's not like it i'm not not used to it okay well, I'm well I'll say, i say that I i'm not always on my phone but yeah no. <laughs> before we go tell all of our listeners the you know the waves upon waves of our listeners if you if you had one thing that you could impose on everyone and they would do it for the rest of their life what would it be and why mm. Mm. be kind all right We'll wrap I it think, up there. Yeah. yeah. Be kind. <laughs>